downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They were like death. And un-American. Un-American. He's a treasonous. Yeah, just why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Right, un-American. Welcome to another episode of Un-American, the show about turncoats, traitors, and treasonists, where no fraud or grifter is safe. I am Brandon, and I'm joined tonight by Franklin and Jim. How are you doing tonight, Frank? I'm I'm doing amazing. Within a Within a four-day time frame, I got the first single from Kendrick Lamar, the announcement of a new album, and the new album drop. So if you haven't listened to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, go fucking do it. I have not yet. Uh, I have seen the video. What was the song? Uh, the Hard Part 5. Yeah, that yeah. that was a really awesome video. Um, I am excited that it came up, but I have not gotten a chance to listen to it yet. But I will. That's on my, that's on my to-do list this weekend, so we'll check back in with me next time. Um like, how- as as far as listening to Kendrick Lamar goes, it's like trying to get Brandon to watch a movie for me. I know it's like it's so hard. I just, I've never been but, like a fan of his. Now I do know that it's not that my, I hate him. My history just, of Brandon knows that in three years I'm gonna get a text at two in the morning being like Kendrick Lamar is the greatest, and I'm be like I fucking know. It's I've like been when telling you, start you the that. Sopranos, I know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's true, Jim. I kind of feel that a little bit too because it took me a lot longer to get into Kendrick than. Uh, than a lot of other artists. Like, and I really tried for like, guys a that long I was in the army and, with. I mean, y- you know, it's been nine years since I got out of the army, and some of my closest friends from the army were all about Kendrick back then. And I just like if they played him in the car, I just I, I didn't even know who it was because right. I'm I've just never been a fan. Yeah, no, I I understand why. Um, I am a fan though, and I I am. He's unconventional. He definitely. That's what I love about him. Definitely is. Um, how are you doing today, Frank? Jim? God damn it! Every time, (laughs) every time. Like Jim is doing well. Jim is doing well. (laughs) Jim is doing well because there's less than five weeks now, just over four weeks before I have another baby. Nice, nice. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, good. You scared? Eh, Nah, nah. All right, good. All right. I'm a, I've like I'm a big brave I've like dog. Forgotten about like the newborn newborn things, right? Like spit up and Staying complete complete blowout shits. Mm-hmm. Like it, like you know, looking back on Mason's, like I don't remember any of it enough to where it was like super bad. Yeah, like it like, didn't scar me. No, at it, all. it fades away. It definitely fades away. Well, and and Mason's not even two yet. Right. He's yeah. having now. You guys all have boys. Have you ever had the thing? I don't even have kids, but I've had the thing where I'm changing a baby's diaper, so I take it off, start wiping their butt, and then they decide, oh, this is a good time to pee right on whoever is oh, standing yeah. oh, above yeah. me. You that, guys, okay. Oh, yeah. That's definitely... That's, that's a, a rite that's of a passage, normal. right? Okay. Yeah, Ma- for sure. Mason's peed on me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pee is easy. Like, I'm fine. Like, yeah. pee is easy. That's, like, the least... That's... If I had to pick a fluid, <laughs> like, I'm going. I'm going with baby pee. That's what a baby Cut will do to you. Bite. They'll make you contemplate what your favorite bodily fluid. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, well, uh, I am doing well um, also. Tonight, <laughs> I'm doing this like weird fucking Tonight, one there. of us will die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for uh, a couple of reasons. One is this cool new timer that uh, I'm putting on the silver lining. This, this b- Keeps intro. us from rambling about hockey yeah, he- and stuff. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> like, and it should, We should expect it whenever we bring up something like that, like fantasy hockey, like that we're going to go off the rails. For the audience, what the audience remembers is that the silver lining to that episode was 10 minutes long. But in editing form, it was like, what, 23 minutes or something 25 like that? 25 maybe, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a long opening to the very show time that, consuming yeah that got very Takes longer to down. edit the silver lining than anything else right. it does yeah because you gotta find it, like what can i cut out of this that won't be referenced later to fuck me well and <laughs> and you don't if like i don't know if you're like me when i edit but like i prefer to cut myself down rather than you guys just because i feel like i don't want to just cut out what jim said i don't want to just i'm cut not gonna myself, be offended like i so yeah like th- there's times where i'm just like Trying I'm the opposite. Not... I'm like, my thoughts are so important. I will not lose the word. Like, <laughs> typically, I was just like, fuck it. We don't even need Frank and Jim's thing. Right. I'll just tell you why I'm good tonight. Monologue. Cut <laughs> yeah. it all out. <laughs> um, so, the other reason that I am doing well tonight is because uh, I'm not hosting. And I love that. I love episodes. Uh, that that Frank takes the uh, takes over the, the driver's seat and and away we go. So, with that being said... Away we go. What are we going to talk about? Uh, well, you actually do know this, Brandon, because you're the one who put this on. I would have never picked this topic had it not been for you, but I'm yeah. kind of glad I did. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know where we're going. He's a douche, and I haven't listened to him for a long <laughs> He's time. He's a douche could have been the name of this podcast. It probably um, could have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about Mark Levin, um, which is a guy I knew a little bit. I knew his voice. I've seen him a couple times in Talking Heads or in those things where you have four people screaming at each other on the news at night, you know? Yeah, his voice is the worst. Right, uh, it, 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 it truly is. It, and I'm sorry, I did not... Me and Brandon talked about this. I debated cutting out the four seconds of silence between every spoken word. Yeah. But I can't because, can't. like, the insufferableness of how he speaks. And as a guy who has an annoying voice, I feel like I can critique him 100%. I think His voice is better than me. His delivery is shit. I think, too, when when we start talking about, like, how we edit and how we cut things down and make it fit for the show. Um, for me, it's one. It's it's hard to like cut out those dead air pockets, I guess, because it's like I I want to present it the same way that he presents it to right. his audience. So I want to get him in context and not make him sound smarter than he does. Plus, if sound. you cut out all the random silences, suddenly he goes from talking like this all the time because he yeah. With a four-second gap, you can change the way you're talking and delivering oh, yeah. anything, and it doesn't matter. 100%. So he's so, Will Shatner. He's Will Shatner and Yoda combined. He is a, he's just like that. He's a 19... Like, when I heard... Well... With Hitler. No, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll ask you, Jim, once we get a few minutes into this episode, like, who do you picture? Because I right, didn't know uh-huh. what Levin looked like for a long time. Like, I had heard him on the radio way before I ever saw him on TV, and he, what he looks like shocked me. Like, he's... Well... We'll get into it later. You want to start us off now? Yeah, so this is just a little background. If you don't know who Mark Levin is, I I wasn't fully aware. I assume most people probably don't know unless you're well-versed in the right-wing culture. Mark Reed Levin, born September 21st, 1957. Uh, He is an American lawyer, author, and radio personality. Uh, He is the host of the syndicated radio show The Mark Levin Show, as well as Life, Liberty, and Levin. Great title on Fox News. 
how alliteration <laughs> yeah alliteration right? and how like full of yourself do you have to be yeah also like life liberty and levin it's life liberty and happiness replace one of the l words with levin you dumb fuck like that's the way you do a pun uh, that's just me picking that's it's me being the, a critique it's yeah. the alliteration and thing. happiness it, right it's the alliteration life thing. levin and, and happiness bam there you go um he, uh, Levin, worked in the administration of President Ronald Reagan. That will come up a little later. And he was the chief of staff for uh, Attorney General Edwin Meese. Uh, he's the former president of the Landmark Legal Foundation, a New York Times bestselling author. That means nothing. And contributes commentary to media outlets <laughs> Sold such 10 as— ten books on Amazon. <laughs> you can, you, I mean, fucking, you can buy your way to a uh, New York Times bestseller yeah. list. It's, it's, it's less than nothing. Um, if you ever meet an author who is not a New York Times bestselling author, run away because he is the worst of the worst. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't like, even know how to market. He's on coast to coast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Since 2015, Levin has been the editor in chief of the Conservative Review and is known for his incendiary commentary. Um, he's been described as right wing by the New York Times, CNN, NPR, and Politico. He is known for his strident criticisms of Democrats. We'll get into more of that in a little bit. And his encouragement of primary challenges to congressional Republicans that he considers to be Republican in name only, rhinos. So he, did he coin the term rhino? No, he just no. rides. He's a coattail rider if you ever met one. Okay. Um, never like an original thought. Fox. Yeah. Uh, as everybody evidence, in the right wing. Like as But he's the, he is the last caboose on the train. <laughs> um, as evidenced by the fact that he endorsed Ted Cruz in the 2016 uh, Republican primary. And declared himself a never Trumper, but reluctantly endorsed Donald Trump after Trump won the Republican primary. And since the start of the Trump presidency, Levin's commentary has been strongly pro-Trump. You know, you know he's what's, a sellout. What's so he's hilarious about that is like being a never Trumper. He would call himself a Rhino these days, right? Yeah, if he had any actual uh, like guns to stick to, yeah, he would he would hate himself. I actually remember uh, because that was probably around the time that I would hear him on the radio late night. Uh, and like I remember him being anti-Trump in the beginning, um, which was crazy because and that may have been one of the reasons that like his show stayed on. Typically, if I was listening to Levin because he comes on so late on the radio anyway, I was waiting for Coast to Coast to come on uh, because they shared the same station at that time several years ago. Um, but I do remember him being anti-Trump. So he's, and a, that, he's like, a late night guy. His he, show is syndicated. I think once late night, once an early. Yeah, I think it's shown twice a you, day or something. You know how, something. Like, I don't really know. You know how guys like Bongino will never be like five or seven or nine o'clock guys. Levin will never. I don't I, think he's not a prime will, time talker. He's not a ten p.m. talker. Like no, he is two a.m. You're drunk as shit, and you think this is really like deep. That yeah, <laughs> whenever the cadence is actually endearing, <laughs> right? He's, he's like, a, oh, he's taking long pauses. He might be, must be really thinking about what he's saying. He's a he's a angry motherfucker. That's for sure. Okay, uh, based on that, we're gonna go ahead and play this. This isn't really. It's a Freudian slip. I called this clip false bravado because that's what it is to me. Yeah, I would have wanted to have a pistol. Would have been able to take a shot at the guy. Maybe I hit him in the head. You don't know. You don't know. You don't maybe know. He shoot, maybe All he right. shoots him right in the head. Maybe he's a great shot. You don't know until you give him a pistol. You don't know. Um, so that kind of sets us up for what we're going to so be confused. discussing, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to say. We have, we've we been doing podcasting for enough years that anytime I say the, the latest mass shooting, I know that that is a timestamp. Right. Because we have one every three days. Yeah. So I have to be – this is the Buffalo uh, top supermarket shooting. Uh, a white supremacist 18-year-old kid shot 
uh, up a supermarket that was predominantly black. Yeah, here I'll I'll read Go, a yeah, little bit. Ahead. I I pulled a article just for an explanation for uh to put I guess to put the timestamp on this episode uh so that we know what we're talking about in the future when we're listening back. Uh from CNN, the 18 or actually the article is titled What we know about the Buffalo supermarket shooting suspect. Uh this is the only time I'm going to say his name, Peyton Gendron. Um, and that was, uh, this article was published May 18th, 2022. Um, I will not say his name again. From CNN, the 18 year old man who allegedly shot and killed 10 people Saturday afternoon in Buffalo, New York was motivated. Allegedly? By- Until proven guilty. Right. You, yeah. You have to say allegedly. Um, was motivated by hate. Authorities said targeting a supermarket in the heart of a predominantly black community. 11 of the 13 people shot by the white suspect at Topps Friendly Market were black, officials said. Among the victims who ranged in age from 20 to 86 were people it, were people grocery shopping, a heroic former police officer who tried to stop the gunman, a long-term substitute teacher, and a taxi driver who took pride in helping people. Uh, this, quote, this was pure evil, Erie County Sheriff and John Garcia said, or, I'm sorry, Erie shot. Erie County Sheriff John Garcia said. I'm going to redo that. Quote, this was pure evil, Erie County Sheriff John Garcia said, calling the shooting a straight-up racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of our community. That was, quote, the U.S. Department of Justice is investigating the shooting as, quote, a hate crime and an act of racially motivated violent extremism, end quote, according to a general, Attorney General Merrick Garland. It's pretty yeah, what easy. What was the guy's home address? Well, it's pretty easy to believe that this is a racially motivated shooting because the guy, um, who I'm not going to say his name the rest of the episode because fuck him, um, he live streamed the shooting. He posted a manifesto 30 minutes before he started the shooting, and we'll get into reading some of that later. Um, it's, I mean, unless it is the most complex hoax I've ever seen, this guy is guilty of shooting a bunch of people in a racially motivated attack. He was heavily armed, wearing tactical gear, including a tactical helmet, along with... He had scouted plate, the location three plate, times that day. Plated armor. So this is a boogaloo yeah. boy. Uh, I mean, yes. He, he wrote the name of a bunch of racist people and wrote All Lives Matter on his rifles that he left in his car. Yeah, 100%. He's a racist. The N-word was on the rifle that he used, that right? he, Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I can't confirm that, but I heavily suspect it because it's been reported a few times. I'm almost positive that that's what they're... I'm just hesitant because it's so early. Yeah, There's a lot fair. of... And we're fair. getting into some inf- misinformation. That's why I'm hesitant to say, yes, it was. That's fair. I don't want to do a Bongino and have to go back and right. not tell but people like, what I'm Honestly, if, for. I mean, if there was only a guy named Mark Levin who had a gun, maybe he would have shot him in the head and prevented all this. Who, who knows? knows? Is that the what fucking, that original clip was? Yeah, that's what he, he was talking about. What gun control. Because it all comes back to gun control. We're going to play. We're going to open up just the way he starts his show. So this um, is, is this one of the two shows we talked about, or is this his podcast? His this podcast. is the Mark Levin show, okay. um, which is, I don't know if it's what he also runs on Fox. I don't know him that well. Okay. This is the um, May 17th episode. Okay. Um, and we're mostly, I know his show is several hours long. We're it's, mostly just several hours. To it's several story. topics. He'll do one topic, another topic, another topic, and they'll kind of like roll back around to the gotcha. original topic. Okay. Cool. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Damn, I forgot about the this intro. Of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building. We've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, 
He plays the entirety of yeah, the Star Spangled Banner. To me? start, no, no, he does it every time it started a new verse. I was like, oh, you fucking gotta be kidding me! He's gonna keep going on. Also, no, the ball knows that fucking verse. Re, if you re-listen <laughs> like, to that, he like at first he's a narrator. I've, I've heard it a hundred times because I was in the army, and anytime we had any sort of uh, like formal ceremony, it was played before all of it. Then that's fine because that's the situation. But this guy has such a douchebag-filled ego that he's like our fearless leader inside of this bunker. I'm we Captain America. Contact and then him. not only does he play the entirety of the Star Spangled Banner, but he plays it in classical form. Yeah. Yeah, douchebag. Yeah. Like he took it from a football game. Douchebag. So that's just a little taste of how he opens his show. The false bravado, the most important man in the world, deep in a bunker because everyone wants to kill him. Well, and I... I, I was, remember that intro. Like, I totally remember that And you'll remember intro. it later like, on when he gets into his weak-ass arguments of following the coattails of every other person he's heard, that this is supposed to be the tip of the spear. This is the person who's so dangerous he's in a bunker in an undisclosed location. Yeah, sounds about right. So this yeah. is the same building as Coast to Coast? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. The cave in St. Louis. Uh, so this is how he opens the show. Well, this is how he properly opens the show. This will also, this next clip will introduce uh, the topic that we're going to get. The topic we'll be focusing on. Well, obviously, what took place in Buffalo was a horrendous mass murder, crime, and a uh, a race-based slaughter. There's no question about it. So far, so good. <laughs> like, so far, so good. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that belief in him, Brandon, is going to dissipate very quickly. Oh, I quickly. know. I where, know who the guy is. Where are we going is. off the rails at? Right. So... <laughs> Right away, I feel like if you're a person who is is pre- presenting themselves as you have all the answers, the corporate media will get which we'll get into in a minute. Corporate media is all they're all hacked, they're all told what to say. It would behoove you to pretend like you knew what you were talking about. Yeah. And in this opening statement, he starts talking about the Buffalo shooter, getting into the topic, but he also makes some like uh startling startling revel- uh, revelations about shit he doesn't know that he should probably know if he's going to criticize. And this man is 18 years old, so he's an adult. I don't know if New York has the death penalty or not. But if it does, I mean, I know innocent until proven guilty, but if it does, and he's proven guilty, they ought to try and use it. All the people who suffer is going shopping the family's devastated that's why I constantly say we're red-blooded Americans we're red-blooded Americans and these racists who are on TV and they're still at it all weekend long it's just sickening what the corporate media do it is just horrendous I'll just okay, remind so, you that Mark yeah, Levin has a, a multiple, uh, like, we, monthly appearances on Fox, the number one rated corporate nightly, media show. No, he has nightly appearances Yeah, nightly appearances. Can, yeah. can like, I get some context as to why he's calling them racist? Oh, th- this is literally how he starts a show. There is no context before. He just assumes it's a proven point you're so going to agree with. This, no. We'll get into it okay. later. We'll get into some of but his what, grievances. What an interesting uh, tactic that he just deployed right there, right? Because for the first half of that clip, all good. 
Like this is a race I mean, based we, attack. I mean, we can debate like the death penalty thing. That's my favorite right. moment. Where he's uh, like, "This New, yeah. New, yeah. New York he's even a have death penalty." He's a Look lawyer. Who You're ser- a fucking yeah. lawyer. He's a lawyer who served under Ronald Reagan, and the he, Attorney General. Here's yeah. the thing. And he doesn't know. Here's the thing. If, if it's New a York law has, or not. Here's, I can tell you right now, it does not. Here, here is the thing, though. Like, even it. Let's say that, like, okay, his his actual political life is over because, like, now he's just a guy who talks on fucking TV and on the radio and like whatever. So maybe he doesn't know what the current rule is, and I'm I'm fine with that. I'm cool to give him that. But if you're gonna bring up the point on your nationally syndicated show, fucking no. Like, look, look it up. up. Even also, if you don't know I it know in as, the morning, as, by the time you go on the air, no. As <laughs> like, someone who read a bunch of reports right when the Buffalo shooting was just being announced and the hours afterwards, there are plenty of articles full of factual information that talk about the fact that, like, well, if he does get tried, if he does get found guilty, there is no death penalty, so he would get life without parole. But They the, include it in the fucking article. The tactic that he uses in his opening is, this guy's a piece of shit, we should probably get rid of this guy because he's a piece of shit, and, like, that's fine. He's a racist, this was a racially... And then, somehow, over the course of, like, from the beginning of the sentence to the end of the sentence, he was like, and that's why the corporate media is bad. Right. What? What? How did you make that leap? What just happened? So I will just tell you because of uh, this is and, according and to that's like that's a, that's the tactic, right? Like that's yeah. a dangerous move and a good play if you're a guy who wants to be like this isn't a right wing problem. This is a, he a media problem. All he can, yeah, all Mark Levin, yeah, and that's yeah, the whole it's episode. A, Keep it's that a in mind. Successful deflection. This is uh, just a to because audience. he doesn't want to look it up. Just so our listeners know. According to FineLaw.com, last updated February 26, 2018, so it wasn't in because of this case, um, New York capital punishment laws. Uh, New York no longer has the death penalty, which was abolished in 2007. I remember that because I was alive in 2007 like Mark Levin. <laughs> right. Um, the state stopped all executions in 1984, 11 years after the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated the practice. It wasn't officially off the books um, until uh, 2007 when um, – they changed it. Life imprisonment without I'm, the possibility of parole I'm became kinda, the new harshest sentence. I'm kind of very curious. I, I want to look up the Supreme Court case now where they said that the death penalty is constitutional. <laughs> what well, was the 70s? No shit. They, they actually had it unconstitutional in like 72. Like My God-given right to kill somebody. And then they, what, they what's, overturned it. What's the first it? Yeah. commandment? I, isn't it uh, thou shalt not kill? Right. I, yeah. Also, isn't that like the ultimate communist boogeyman like the state decides if you live or die yeah (laughs) Yeah. what the fuck why is it the right wing that supports that shit that's that's the gulag but without actually sending somebody somewhere you just die instead like i don't think it's and that's i literally just had this conversation with stacy the other night because i was like look i don't i don't think anybody should play god i don't think that you or i should decide if somebody lives or dies but I also don't think that the state should then come in and try to rectify that by doing the exact same thing. Like, that's kind of a weird play. Now, without looking at our outline, um, the next clip, he's going to he's gonna draw a reason. Like, we know that an 18-year-old, based in racist beliefs, attacked a bunch of black people. Right. right? It's a racist attack. What could be the underlying cause? What would you think is the underlying cause of that? Immigration. <laughs> The nation is becoming increasingly diverse, due mostly to immigration, but whatever the reason. And so more the need to keep the nation together, more the need to have faith 
more the need for the media to conduct itself responsibly. But it won't. In fact, when something like this happens, they go into hyper-attack mode. Wait, you're in hyper-attack mode right now. Be, just, uh, just, I wouldn't uh, call it hyper. He's very slow. He's, he's, right now, well, he's very slow, which is weird to me. And maybe, and like, I'm going to tell you, as somebody who's listened to him way more than I should have, like, this is an interesting play, because I was expecting Mark to be yelling. Like, Mark yells a lot. Yeah. And I think Mark is like human Viagra. It takes him a while to get up, <laughs> but once he's up, he's up for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, what an interesting thing to, like, bring up immigration in the middle of that just for no reason. Like, that was a buzzword. And at first I thought, like, he's trying to flip the racism that he's just admitted happened into, well, like— This is because of the race, the the minorities, right? Yeah. They're coming over here and causing this. It felt like that. He's kind of saying, like, immigration is causing— The white man's trying to protect his shit. It's not the white man's fault that he shot— Right, and, well, and, and he even minorities. gets into that talk about that we what need we need unity, we need faith, but he never gets into faith in what unity in what under what belief because you can't be completely divided and think we just need unity. That that well, requires half the nation not believing what it, they currently. The believe. belief is obvious, though, Frank. It's that like you immigrants, minorities should not put the white man in a position where he has to defend. Owning Where everything. Where he's worried about the like future of his potential everything. children. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesus. We're going to get into, and I, I hate to do this, but he spent so much time doing it, we're going to have to get into the weeds a little bit of actually reading, and I'm not going to say his name again, but the manifesto of the killer. Because it's important, even Mark Levin can't dance around the fact that this is a racially motivated well, attack. So now he's got to defend the right, even, who, the, who are the people who are often talking about just I, I know we're gonna get here, but looking at this transcript, is his manifesto in Q and A form? He he writes a bunch of questions that he he thinks that the Who the, the public the pre, he's <laughs> fucking mentally ill. He's an eighteen year old with delusions of grandeur and who shot a bunch of people. He write he poses questions that he thinks people are gonna want to know and then answers them himself. That's the format of the questions Mark okay. starts reading. And I would agree with your earlier point too. Like the, the, it feels a little dirty to put the manifesto. Like to be talking about them and like reading from it. At the same time, I think that because somebody else like Mark Levin did it, and he's the one who thinks this is the way he deflects. Like, is like go to the manifesto, yeah, deflect onto anybody but us. I'm not the guy who would put who would read the manifesto to make any points. But if somebody else is going to do it, then I feel like we well, like and you I have actually, to dissect how that is being played. I will right? actually tell you, I I wrestled for like four hours about whether I should include this and. I was cutting clips, and I was like, I might cut these last four. I don't really want to read this. I, We'll say his name once. We're not going to do it again. Right. But part of me thought about cutting it until I realized Mark was using it for a very specific purpose. And we'll get to that in a couple clips because he reads this. For the next couple clips, he goes through the manifesto. He goes through a, per, a, a version of the manifesto that was reported on by rightscoop.com, which is a far-right leaning Yay. Uh, propaganda machine. So we'll let him get into the weeds and then we'll correct him. Now, over at Right Scoop, our buddy Brian has laid out a pretty good case breaking down what this manifesto says via Tom Elliott. He says the racist shooter in Buffalo left 10 dead. That's his phone. In a grocery store this week and wrote a manifesto before the shooting. 
In the manifesto, he reveals that he chose his own state of New York in part because of the restrictive gun laws via Tom Elliott. Why did you choose redacted for the place of the attack? This is out of the manifesto. Has the highest black population percentage. He put the zip code and isn't that far away. Plus, New York has heavy gun laws. So it would be easy for me if I knew that any legally armed civilian was limited to 10 round magazines or a number of firearms. I replaced the name of the city to redact it because I prefer that the FBI and local police don't know until the attack has started. After the attack, can somebody switch it over, please? This shows you what, what a head case this guy is. So I just want to correct something because Mark Levin kind of breezes past actually quoting this in, in its entirety. He didn't say, uh, uh, plus New York has, the he- has heavy gun laws, so it would ease me if I knew that legally armed civilian was limited to 10-round magazines or cucked firearms. Mark Levin, he braces over. He just says a, li- a number of bullets. Right. No, it's cucked firearms. He's specifically using like, like far-right lingo that yeah. Mark is conveniently censoring That's to fair. try to make it seem a little better. That's fair. It's also because I also believe, I don't know that if it's censoring, Mark is fucking old. We'll get into it in a little bit. Mark does not understand shit. He doesn't know if New York has a death penalty. The amount of times this motherfucker will brazenly admit that he doesn't know something that is integral to his fucking point, point of view yeah. is shocking. So, yeah, the fact is, like, the man, he is fucking crazy. He's an 18-year-old who, who shot a bunch of black people thinking that that was going to help or solve something. He's obviously mentally ill. Yeah. In terms of his own political ideology, which he's clearly thought long and hard about, the shooter says he wants nothing to do with conservatism. Rather, he says he thinks of himself more as a socialist authoritarian leftist. In other words, a national socialist of the Hitler kind. Are you a conservative? <clears throat> Excuse me. No. Conservatism is corporatism in disguise. I want no part of it. Are you a homophobe, anti-LGBTQ? So he asks himself these questions and then he answers them. I believe that problems involving the LGB, drop the T, are very insignificant if one is actually part of the LGB or LGB group and they are loyal to their people. That's fine with me. Transgenderism, however, is a mental illness and should be addressed as such. Are you right-wing, depending on the definition? Sure. Are you left-wing, depending on the definition? Sure. Are you a socialist, depending on the definition? Worker ownership of the means of production, it depends on who those workers are, their intentions, who currently owns the means of production, their intentions, and who currently owns the state and their intentions. Did you always hold these views? When I was 21, I was deep into communist ideology. Talk to anyone from my old high school and ask about me, and you will hear, you will hear that. From age 15 to 18, however, I consistently moved farther to the right. On the political compass, I fall in the mild, moderate, authoritarian left category, and I prefer to be called a populist. Were your beliefs given to you by your family, friends, society, etc.? No, politics was never really discussed in my family or with old friend groups, do you cons- what do you consider white? Those that are ethnically and culturally European. 
this is fucking disgusting what he's doing because he's not going to read the manifesto in full so that we can figure out no. how, exactly how also, fucked up this motherfucker is. I just want to say, he, what he's he going to do that. is he's going to cherry pick this so that he can say that this guy is a leftist, the Hitler kind of leftist. Yes. You know? Yes. He never said that he was a leftist socialist, the Hitler kind. What he said was, are you, a, are, are you conservative? No, conservatism is, a, is corporatism in disguise. That's true. I'm not going to even argue with that. Are you right wing? Depending on the definition, sure. Are you left wing? Depending on the definition, sure. The the killer is making a point that he doesn't ascribe to this fucking ideology. Right. Also, he goes on to define himself as the mild, moderate, authoritarian left, which doesn't make any sense. Not at all. It doesn't. Now, I will argue that well, that's where the right wing comes in, right? Yeah. Like authoritarian. Part of me thinks feels like the author knows. Like part of the author, how the media the, is going to spin this? Yes, the author yeah. is right wing, and he's also and he's, he's mentally he, ill. So how can you trust what he says? Right? Yeah, that's the, the larger point. Yeah. He's blaming the left, and Mark Levin is well, using the right. it to blame. Yeah, he's he's blaming both sides, which is like politics doesn't come into this, which it does. He was, re- and we'll get into how he was red pilled on fucking four chan in a bit. He talked about left wing authority. Authoritarianism. I thought it would behoove us. It would behoove us to actually go through. Are there left wing authoritarianism? No, there's not. I think there is. I don't think it's the reason behind this. So I want to get into this. Brandon, do you want to start reading from the New Statesman? Yes, absolutely. Um, April fourth, two thousand twenty-two. Is there such thing as a left wing authoritarian? A systematic study in nineteen eighty-three found that about half of authoritarians had left wing political views. A decade later, University of Manitoba's Bob uh, Altemeyer surveyed more than 2,500 Canadians. Out of his entire sample, he didn't find a single person who fitted the profile of a left-wing authoritarian. Altemeyer concluded that the left-wing authoritarian is like, quote, the the Loch Ness Monster, an occasional shadow but no monster, end quote. Nearly 25 years after Altemeyer failed to find any left-wing authoritarians, Thomas Costello, a graduate student at Emory University in the U.S., has tried again and come back with some different results. Costello and his team used standard psychological procedures to develop, to develop, a new test for identifying people with, quote, left-wing authoritarian, end quote, personality types. They identified some telltale signs of left-wing authoritarians. They believe people in power should be punished and the existing order should be violently overthrown. They see people with opposing political views as inherently immoral and prefer to be surrounded by people who share their values. They think the government or other institutions should be should forcefully stop people from sharing views views they find abhorrent. So I would say uh, of those three things, they probably all relate or apply to this Buffalo shooter. So if you want to call him a left wing authoritarian instead of a right wing authoritarian because he has a, he believes that conservatism is is fucking corporatism in disguise. I don't like that, this study. It's making it's me feel semantics. uncomfortable with my own. Well, views. again and again, this is a, <laughs> this is a study that's recently that that there's a study in the '80s that says there is no such thing as left wing authoritarianism. There's a new study that claims there is. I don't think either one of these are definitive. Right. Right. These are one one person yeah, claiming. There's more. Uh, it's not as black and white. As yes or no. There's not. And right? I think there's a very American response to authoritarianism saying it's right wing. I just wanted to say historically, there is a such thing as a left wing authoritarianism. I don't believe that's what we're looking at in this case. I just, but I just want to point out that it's, it does exist. Yeah. 
or it might exist. It might exist. Is a better I way don't to know. say it. It feels like in. I feel like movements that have started left turn. Like there are lots of mo- left movements that have turned authoritarian, but in the way that that has happened. To me, it looks as though well, it has think, shifted from the left to the very far well, right. Well, in the, in the same way that I think that Trump switch. is considered a populist, and populism, quote-unquote, is something that is a left-leaning belief. I think it can be co-opted by people that me and you would describe as far right. Yeah. But populism is, in and of itself, giving power back to the people. It's a very left-leaning idea. But it's not an idea that has any merit. You can bend it to your will if you're a right-wing or a right. left-wing, you know. Uh, Jim, do you want to finish up this, uh, yeah. this little new statesman study? Although left-wing authoritarians might seem like the polar opposite of their right-wing authoritarian cousins, there is much they share. Using standard personality tests, Costello found that both left and white-wing right white-wing same thing right same thing, got it. <laughs> right-wing authoritarians tended to be disagreeable, lacked intellectual humility, were not particularly contentious, and had a tendency to be mean. Where left and right-wing authoritarians differ is their attitude towards current society. While right-wing authoritarians uh, fanatically support authority figures in power, their left-wing cousins fanatically oppose them. Costello and his team found that left-wing authoritarians were also more likely to be keen on political violence than their right-wing counterparts. Really, the difference it seems to come down to is, like, do you believe that anybody in the government is good? If no, you're kind of a left-leaning authoritarian. If you believe that certain ones are good, like the people who believe that Trump is draining the swamp, you're more of a right-leaning and I don't know well, enough. Thanks I for read... the fucking therapy session, Frank. Because <laughs> it, one, again, one might say that it's anarchy versus fascism. Uh, yeah, right. I don't. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that this is true. I also don't know that it applies to this certain mass shooting. But it, since it was what Mark is kind of trying to, yeah. to deflect with, I thought it was no, inc- incumbent defi- to get into it. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. But it, it doesn't matter because like Mark is fucking woefully ignorant. He is so old. He should not be reporting on the news that he does not understand. Woefully or conveniently. I think woefully. I think he's just old. Conveniently, I mean, he still has a job. You got to remember, isn't that he's bad at it? This motherfucker's yeah. prime time was when Reagan was in charge. Right. The shooter claims he became a racist during the 2020 pandemic while learning the truth, quote unquote, from 4chan. I don't know what is 4chan, Mister Producer. It's a blogging site about how the white race is dying out. Was there a particular event or reason you decided to commit to a violent act? Before I begin, I will say that I was not born racist nor grew up to be racist. I simply became racist after I learned the truth. Excuse me, folks. I started browsing 4chan in May 2020 after extreme boredom. Remember, this was during the outbreak of COVID. I would normally browse... Uh, because I'm a gun nut, and because I love the outdoors, and I eventually wound up on whatever. There I learned through infographics, uh, cursing, and memes that the white race is dying out, the blacks are disproportionately killing whites, and the average black takes 700000 from taxpayers in their lifetime, and that the Jews and the elite were behind it all. Of course. Oh, Mark Levin is Jewish. I should he point said, out, of course. Yeah, um, Mark Levin is Jewish. I, so I should point that. out the fact that, like, a lot of right-leaning, the side he is on is predominantly the side of anti-Semitism. 
So oh, yeah, he's 100%. having to, and he's and he's so he's having spouts it, like, and he but he has to deflect every time he gets to an obvious when they make it too obvious, too on the nose when they say the word Jews, he has to deflect because he's a Jew. Yeah, it's too close to home. Fucking Shapiro, he can't deflect Shapiro that. does that shit too. Yep. like you know, if you if so you find yourself on the same side of the fence as anti-Semitism as Hitler fucking followers, most of the time, you're in the wrong camp. You yeah. really need to do some soul searching. All of the time, you're in the wrong camp. I mean, unless the <laughs> only like... time you get offended is when they say the word Jews, which is Mark Levin. He doesn't care right. about anything else unless then when they make it too explicit. Yep. That's when he has to... Ugh. Also, like, cool, so... You don't uh, know what 4chan is. Then don't tell me anything. The... Like, you don't... You're not reading. How long have we known about 4chan? For fucking five years, you it became, like, anybody in America that, that is politically connected or reads a lot should know what 4chan is. Here's the thing, too, that I want to, uh, I think that we need to address, because, like, I wrestle with this so much, is that, like, okay, a person who shoots up a, a place is is mentally ill. That's what American society likes to say. Like, they're mentally ill, and then it almost feels like you have to talk about them differently because they're mentally ill, and that's an ailment. And part of me is like, where's the line between mentally ill and just fucking evil? And the reason that that's an important point is because the way that he describes himself radicalized in his own manifesto is exactly the same fucking pattern that Tons of groups of people do for different reasons. You can look at uh, QAnon. You could look at, if you wanted to on the left, you could look at shit like anti-work. And, like, I don't think they're as evil. But, like, if you start looking at shit posts over and over again, and then you become radicalized because of memes, and then you don't... you don't accept maybe i don't know let's say you don't accept the outcome of the election and then you try to overthrow the fucking country like that's how shit happens and so that's not always how shit happens but it's a very common path that people take it's not unreasonable to believe that that is a way that it happens and so what i think is is like i want to know where that i know that there's no answer but i want to know where the line between mentally ill, which feels like I should have empathy, where is the divide between that and just you're an evil motherfucker? You like, didn't have enough discernible like intellect to find out that you're being lied to, that you shouldn't take your information from memes, or that you can Google those memes and get an opposing point of view that might right. enlighten you a little bit. Um, he talked about a bunch of things in that manifesto right there. He talked about the fact that the white race is dying out. That gets into the whole replacement theory that's going to come up later in the episode. That's kind of our theme. He talked about the fact that blacks are disproportionately killing whites. He talked about the fact that the average black takes 700,000 taxpayers in their lifetime. I googled the fuck out of that. I cannot find any supporting information for that claim. That's because it was a meme. It, it was right. a meme. Yeah. But usually yeah. memes even have a uh, someone. Uh, Not a memes media on 4chan. Ch- that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> you might that's be right. True. And that Jews were the and the elites were behind this. I'm not going to fact check all of them. The one I'm going to fact check is the one that I could find information about, which seems easy. The white race is dying out, and that blacks disproportionately kill whites. Do black people kill white people at a disproportionate rate? That should be really easy to fact check. We we keep track of who gets murdered in this country right. and who did it. So this is from uh, Rutter, Rutgers Reuters Reuters. I can never say that name. Reuters from June fifteenth, two thousand twenty. Fact check. Misleading bar graph presents distorted interpretation of black and white murder rates. Uh, shared on Facebook and Instagram, post including a bar graph showing, quote, 
murders of blacks and whites in the U.S. 2013, unquote, broken down by races of, it, of the perpetrators. Um, while the graph itself is accurate, the way it, it is presented is very misleading. Because the graph labels whites killed by blacks as 9.83 million per black Americans and whites killed by whites as 10.22 million per Americans, it gives the impression that, quote, white people are killed by black people and black people at about the same rate, which is definitely not the case when you standard, standardize per capita. Right. I was going to, like, that was the first, when you said, like, I, I'm going to fact check this. He was like, no, this is easy. 13% of the population can't kill more than, so like, even, even 90% then, right. of the population. Even that statistic, <laughs> like, even that statistic is crazy. So, like... Nine point eight three white people per one million black Americans is killed by a black person. Is that what that is saying? Essentially, yeah. They got their math and and I actually cut out some of this article. They go into the math. It's worth reading. Look up the headline. They go into the exact math of how they misrepresent this data to make it appear as if blacks kill whites at a rate that's so alarming that you should just like never roll down your windows. You know that kind. It's fear baiting. It's a hundred percent. Um, so I'm going to skip a little bit of the article. Taking the retrospective population size into account, and based on the link to the 2013 census data at the bottom of the graph in the post, uh, two people who were PhDs in statistics interpreted the data as follows. If you're a white person in 2013, based on the FBI data, your chances of being killed by anyone are roughly 13 in, in a million. If you're a black pos- person in 2013, your chances of being killed by anyone were 62 in a million which is almost five times what the odds are for a white person. Right. It is not more dangerous to be a white person in America. It's patently false. Yeah. Uh, If you're a white person... Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Uh, They also uh, cautioned that all these numbers were rough uh, approximations for the sake of illustration and that the reality is much more complicated than can be captured in a single Facebook graph. Right. Yep. That sense is so important that, like, that... Anything that is that complex of a topic, if you think you see one graph and you think you understand it, you're a fucking moron right. who doesn't understand how things work. Especially if you've never taken a statistics, yeah, statistics class. Yeah, that's pretty like, much what it is because anybody who's taken a rough, like even a basic level I've entry, taken one college you statistics know, class and it and shows I you that it. you don't know a shit. <laughs> yeah. Or it shows you how data can be manipulated into oh, like, getting yeah. the response you want. Our, our statistics professor made it a point to show like how much you can manipulate data just by changing a few of your factors. Yeah, your fucking news should never come off of a fucking shit post. Yeah, so ever. I mean the, the the basic idea is that if you're a black person in America, you're much more likely to die. White people are not killed by black people more than any you know any race kills any other race. Right. The majority of murders that happened are within the class. Yeah, the race and boundary. like honestly, like for right wing nut jobs out there, if you're worried about uh, the white race fucking dying off or whatever your fake bullshit is, uh, black people aren't your enemy. Rich people who are making entire generations poor as fuck are your problem. <laughs> yeah, like, I just want to point out that one of the major reasons that this guy said that he shot a bunch of black people is that it was essentially retaliation because in his mind, black people shoot white people all the time and they, I guess, get away with it. But the just... but his belief that black people shoot white people all the time is very false. It's fake news, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it's and where perpetrated he, by where bullshit he... graphs on Instagram and Facebook. I was going to say, it couldn't be the left-wing corporate media telling him that, right? No. Because that's the only – outside of Fox News, that's the only thing that also, exists. Also, I will just say, when in, if in your own manifesto you have to say, I get most of my news from shitpost, yeah. 
Uh, I know Mark Levin just said cursing, but what the word was shitpost. Yeah, right. If you have to say you get most of your news from shitpost, you don't know shit. He used the word. Yes. Yeah. That should be very telling. Yeah. And it should also not shit, be. Shitpost, in layman's terms, is just like somebody who is trolling. Bullshit. Like, it pur- should just be replaced the word bullshit. Purposeful satire with like a, uh, with malice. Well, and yeah. let's not let's not forget, too, that like. While we're talking about what he actually said, the importance of that is that Mark Levin is using this to make his point. Not only that, so Mark Levin is using it to make his point, but he's on the side of the anti-Semitism, which is a Jewish man he's got to deflect for. So this next clip is a masterclass on how he has to toe the line, but there's a part of the line where it gets too real for him and he has to reel back. Excuse me, folks. From there... I also found other sites like, and I'm not going to name them all. Of course, the Daily Stormer. Remember that one, Mr. Producer, the Nazi site? They've always been hooked on me. Had me there with a hooked nose and a Star David on my chest or on my hat or whatever it was. From there, I also found other sites where I learned the truth. We're doomed by low birth rates and high rates of immigration. Never even saw this information until I found these sites, since mostly I would get my news from wherever. <sighs> from thin air. So what he says when he says like I get it from wherever, it's because the news article he is reading includes uh, screen captures. The screen capture cuts off at from the front page of, and then you can't read the next line. Mark Levin's not going to bother to go fucking read the manifesto. He's just going to parrot talking points right i'm not gonna go bother to read the manifesto either because fuck that dude i'm not reading it right i'm i'm upset that i had to read it this much yeah but for mark levin somebody who gets paid to be a national like someone on who a is national... on a national radio what if it was the front page of foxnews.com and right. just whatever the, the place that gives me a paycheck that radicalized this guy the fact he's not even gonna bother to check the fact that his like the way that he's setting up his argument and and his the way that he's talking about it is by like citing the words of the crazy slash evil shitbag shooter. Like that's not what you, like you have more of a responsibility as somebody on that of that platform to not read the manifesto on the air. Yeah. Like because you're because you are making you're giving him exactly what he wants, right? Like, Especially he wants don't infamy. Read the, like, don't read the manifesto if the only part you disagree with is when he blames Jews. If that's all you can muster, is like, I, well, I don't like when he blames Jews. I disagree with that. Everything else, this motherfucker he talked about the fact that, like, word. what was the first thing Mark Levin brought up when, when he talked about this mass shooting? Immigration. He deflected immigration. What was the first thing the fucking shooter brought up for the cause of he shot people? Yeah. We're going to be replaced by immigrants. Yeah. It's the same shit. He is radicalizing people well, in the same direction and, that this shooter ended up. Well, and that illustrates the point of why now we know why when we listen to the opening of the show that he said immigration so fast because he knew he was going to read the yep. manifesto. And he has to, he has to, si- he has to two, set it up. He has right? to put it in the light that's acceptable. Yeah, exactly. 250 some odd years after... The gangs in New York took place. This is where we're still at. Yeah. It's all the immigrants' fault. Mm-hmm. The people that who don't learn from history fucking amaze me. Yeah. Um, but since deflection is the name of the game, Mark is fucking an expert at it, so we're going to let him continue to deflect like this is a fucking mirror. So uh, that's some of the background. And, of course, 
the other side of the country. Um, turns out a Chinese immigrant went into a church um, where there were Taiwanese worshipers. Shot up the place, but the worshipers wound up grabbing him, getting him to the ground, hog-tying him with a telephone wire and so forth. One dead, four critically wounded, one uh, wounded but not critically. And then it all starts. Then it all starts. What? What starts? Why? Why what even does bring this, that up? What does that have to do with exactly? It? That's not what we're talking about. You're just changing the subject. Hey, look, change, uh, a white person killing a bunch of black people. It's not that bad because a Chinese guy killed a well, bunch of Taiwanese guys. So it's not racism, and, which is the, it's racism is motivated I mean, both of them. That's you're reading between the lines, like, and I don't think you're incorrect. But like, what he? But the argument that he's basically setting up is because he's saying with his words, this is bad. Yeah, but. Brown people do it too, right? Or or not white people? Like and or so Asian, then, yeah, you know. that takes away like the focus on this is bad because like anybody could have done this. This could have been an immigrant. This could have been a minority. He's trying to deflect. This... Look, this isn't about white people shooting black people. This is about uh, anybody shooting anybody. But like, but the left, the, we'll get into who he thinks is. You can guess who and he then, thinks is at well, fault. And also, and then it all starts. What helter skelter? Like, is that where he's going? What he's really saying, and I just know this from listening to it three times, what he's really saying is it all starts with the left media machine blaming the right wing for causing this. Cool. Which is, I mean, if you're listening at all, they are. (laughs) His rhetoric, besides the Jewish stuff, his rhetoric directly leads to where that fucking shooter ended up. That we're being replaced by immigration. The left is the cause of it. They want to replace you you as the white person. Who do you think inspires the memes? Right, yeah. Fox News, the guy who gives him his paycheck. Um, this is from NPR, May 16th, 2022. Uh, California church shooter was motivated by hate for Taiwanese people, officials say. Um, a gunman in a deadly attack at a Southern California church was a Chinese immigrant motivated by hate for Taiwanese people, authorities said. Uh, the shooter killed Dr. John Cheng, C-H-E-N-G. I think it's Cheng. Cheng? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 52. I'm... I don't want to get it wrong, but I also am horrible pronouncing stuff. Uh, he killed Dr. Chen, uh, wound, wounded five others during a lunch held by the Irving Taiwanese Presbyterian Church. Um, Orange County Sheriff Don Barnes said the motive for the shooting was a grievance between the shooter, identified as a Chinese immigrant and a U.S. citizen, and the Taiwanese community. Uh, this is because China claims Taiwan is part of its national territory and is not ruled out forced to bring the island under its rule. That's a longstanding... Um, fucking battle that has nothing to do with America, really. Um, This just happened to take place on American soil. Uh, The suspect was identified as David Chow, 68, of Los Angeles. Barnes, the sheriff, said Chow drove from Las Vegas to the Orange County Church, where he was not a regular attendee, secured the doors with chains, chains, superglue, and nails, and started shooting. The gunman had placed four Molotov cocktail-like devices inside the church. Um, Barnes uh, said that Dr. Chen... Chang, uh, a sports medicine doctor who is survived by a wife and two children, heroically charged at the shooter and attempted to dis- disarm him, allowing others to intervene. He probably saved the lives of, quote, upwards of a dozen people, the sheriff said. A pastor hit the gunman in the head with a chair and parishioners hogtied him with electrical cords. But the, the doctor was unfortunately killed by the time that happened. 
What an, it's a horrible what an story. Awesome pastor, though. It's an awesome pastor. It's also you will. I just want to make note of this because it will come up later. They disarmed a gunman without having a gun. A man with a gun was not the solution to this problem. It was people being brave and charging him. Someone gave up their lives to save dozens of, at least a dozen, maybe more, other people. Yeah. It was not because of guns, which is, I just want to put that out there because no, it, I, might, I, I, it might be um, ironic later on, you know? Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see what you did there. You see, I, I, see, I see. It's Chekhov's gun, you know? You got to set it up before <laughs> I, it goes I, off. I can't help but just like. Like I, I fist pumped the air whenever I read I did that too. last sentence. I really the, did. The and pastor like, hit the gunman in the head with a chair. And then a the chair. See, him and that, also like that's I fucking I don't know who that pastor is, but I love that pastor because yeah. he's like that kind of person who's like, look, do unto others. But he's like, you just shot a person. I'm gonna hit you in the fucking head with the chair. Yeah, that's such this a is, WWE move. This is move. the point that the line has been crossed, and now I have to brain you because you're being a dick. He's uh, he's like in an interview like one night. I learned how to defeat a demon in two seconds. Like, or I learned ninety percent of what I know about fucking hitting I, people in the fucking head. I honestly, I just hope it was a folding chair because the, I hope it. Like, I oh, I, WWE pic- style. I picture the Rock doing it. Like, yeah. motherfucker. Um, <laughs> then like, like that's a very sad story. Yeah. And it also is because of a. Why am I laughing at this? <laughs> it's also. Gotta, it's also this Ill- all we can do. I guess it's also irrelevant. Like, it 100%. shouldn't be part of this news broadcast by Mark Levin. It even shouldn't be part of a deflection strategy. No. Because it's just, it's see-through. It's mm-hmm. fucking so see-through. Yeah, we shouldn't be talking about yeah, it. To, to your point, though, it definitely deflates the uh, good guy with a gun. Yeah, and I just want to set that up because he's going to forget that he ever brought this story up or this story punch holes. Like, he's going to try to use that fucking argument later. Like, he didn't yeah. just bring up a story that deflates that entire argument. And- he it also deflates the significance of the story we should be focused on because he brought it up at the end. He said what he needed. He said his piece about the guy who was the racist white nationalist, and then he was like, and also this story. And, Secu- well, and also, like, church, he- church security teams are a good thing, though, because, like, and- do you remember uh, the – so they are a good thing, but I'm not trying to say that the only way – is a good right. guy with a gun. And they're not necessarily, uh, just because someone has a gun doesn't mean they're not going to get shot. With you remember a, in, in Texas a, a few years ago when the dude ran into the church with a shotgun? And got, yeah, immediately, immediately killed somebody, but then was killed himself yeah. by one of the church security team and that members. security guard probably saved a dozen lives. You know? yeah. That's yeah. probably a, a fair representation of that. Yeah. Um, but the point is here is it's not... You don't have to have that. Yeah, no. That's well, and the, the point shouldn't be. Answer. There shouldn't be. The point shouldn't be. Should we have guns in a church? The point should be, the people who are shooting people. Why were they allowed to have guns? I actually, I cut the part of this clip, but the guy who shot the the, the Taiwanese Presbyterians, uh-huh. he was a landlord, and he had actually fired a gun in his tenant's apartment, and the cops were called because he fired a gun and he went into and got in a fight and fired a gun. Why was he allowed to own guns? Mark Levin is going to bring because up later why was. Lost- why so, was this New York kid allowed it, to own guns? But he's staunchly pro-gun. Is like it he Nevada? tries. To, yeah. So New, Nevada Las, Las probably Vegas. has some really lax. Oh no, gun California. Laws. He drove from New to yeah, Las I know, Vegas to California. If so, the dude was a landlord in in Vegas. Though? Yes. So Nevada's probably got some really lax gun laws. I think they if have had, a whole bunch of gun shows a, that you can buy guns take, illegally. If yeah. I had to take a stab in the dark, I'd say they have some pretty lax gun laws that you can fire a gun off <laughs> in a residential situation. And he didn't. And even, the cops showed up and didn't felony. even arrest him. Yeah, yeah, not be given a felony, which would then null you from owning guns. Yeah, um, I just want to bring that up because Mark Levin is going to try to spin later on that like uh, these red flag laws don't work because why didn't they catch this guy? It's because of people like him and the right wing 
political sphere that fights back on any kind of gun control we would ever have that could stem this kind of fucking mass shootings that we have. Yeah. That's their entire goal is like low key. We can't let guns be controlled right. or even like restricted. So we have to fight against this and deflect, deflect, deflect. Right. And of course he gets paid by Fox news. Like, so the, the number one person he has to deflect for is Fox news. Right. That's cool. And all that re- uh, red flag laws are a bad thing. I completely agree with that to an extent. But you wouldn't need them if there was some actual like restrictions in place, yeah. right? Yeah, like the other day, I saw a video of what they call a binary trigger, where both the forward pull and the release triggers the hammer to shoot off around. So, in the motion of a single trigger pull, and then letting it go, fires two rounds. Hence, binary goes two directions. Uh, anybody that knows anything about paintball. That's how all the paintball gun triggers work, and that's the reason that with a semi-automatic paintball weapon, you can just fire paintball rounds, yeah. like, for, forever at, at the speed of automatic. Like, what happened in Vegas five years ago? That's That should be a glaring example of why civilians don't need binary triggers. Like, yeah. and he was using bump stocks, not the same thing, but it has the same effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's quote-unquote semi-automatic, but fires at the rate, dang near the rate of an automatic weapon. So I know we got an immigration. That was his first great deflection. And I've already spoiled that he has to, he has to protect Fox, his, his right. paycheck provider. Do you want to guess where else he takes this? Like, he's already brought up an unrelated mass shooting to try to deflect from the obvious racism that his side is, is promoting. Uh, what else could be? It's the, it's the Democrats. It's the left. It's the, the media. Black lives, Black lives Matter. And you're very close. It's also something we've talked about recently in terms of a movement that was criticized by the right that isn't actually a movement because it's not taught anywhere. Oh. Uh, Antifa? <laughs> critical race theory? Oh. Ding that bell. <laughs> it must be Fox. It must be Fox hosts. It must be those who want to secure the border and oppose an open border. It must be those who want legal immigration. It must be Trump and the Trump supporters. Biden issues a statement about how America has this hate. America doesn't have hate. We're not defined by the lowest, the lowest among us. And of course, Biden is very selective about who dies and how they die. Because he doesn't view Americans the way, say, we do. Black, white, brown, red, yellow, everything in between. As human beings. As Americans. As red-blooded. And so he dehumanizes. And this is part of the problem. When you dehumanize individuals, when you dehumanize babies, When everything's about power politics, and you'll use race, economics, age, religion, anything humanly possible to take advantage, and to get advantage over your opponents, as the nation becomes increasingly diverse, this is a huge problem. And I think the more that critical race theory is pushed into this society, the more violence we're going to see as well. Oh, my God. Well, 
At least he hit all the talking points he in did. one fucking he, clip. <clears throat> you were right to guess critical race theory because as, we, as we've cover, covered before, that's just a meaningless buzzword that the right invented to make people uh, white people afraid of the fact that like they're gonna blame you. Yeah, like, they're coming after you. Like, no, critical race theory. The the basic idea, and we've covered this before, so we're not gonna get into it completely. But the basic idea is teaching the fact that America was founded on racism. Yes. Which I don't know how you can view our history and not realize that, that is a hundred percent true. We Whether genocided a people. <laughs> like, a couple of people. A couple of people. Yeah. Like Native Americans. Uh, ask how many Mexicans we killed. Um, right. Fucking, you know, the fact that we brought black people over here and enslaved them for what two to four hundred years. A long fucking time. Yeah. We are responsible, and not just we, like you also, I mean, like Native Americans, for instance, like the Spanish, the French, a lot of people have a, a hand in their, the slaughtering of them. Right. But America has a very particular history with that, of smallpox blankets and fucking uh, the Trail of Tears. I, I don't understand this thing of, like, uh, critical race theory. All it is is teaching the actual history of America. Yeah. It's like the idea that if you if you tell a child that our founding fathers well, owned slaves, that you're teaching them a lie. No, that is the 100% truth. Is his point that, like, because, because I guess he's using critical race theory there at the end to be like, that's the oppression of... It's like, a boogeyman, right? That's, well, it sounds that's like, he's trying to blame, like he's trying to blame critical race theory for generating hate. Or generating a mass shooting, which yeah, is the it's exact like, be, opposite. Because of critical race theory, this white person hates black people. Like Critical no, race theory dude, is literally no. trying to show people <laughs> that, like, look, you should view uh, immigrants or, or minorities, whether they're Mexican or black Americans, anybody who's not in the power, you should view them in the proper context of a people who, it, like, some, for right. a, lot of, a lot of reasons, like, most black Americans didn't choose to be here. It is not their choice. They didn't come here for a better life. Right. They were forcibly taken away from their families and now they have an identity that is neither American nor African. Well, right. And, like, yeah, like, critical race theory is nothing more than, I mean, it. it no, this that's simplified. I shouldn't say nothing more. But, I mean, it's basically just, it's American history while, like, considering things like gentrification and the way minorities in general have fit into American history. And, like... Because American history, as it is presented in uh, school textbooks, um, at least until the college level, just glosses over the fact that like there All were you... other people that were non-European white I, people I don't know about here you guys. You having guys, history. You guys had a slightly different experience, but like Missouri public education. All you learn about Washington for the longest time is that like, he chopped down a cherry tree, and he his teeth were made teeth, of wood. Yeah, right. And he was a general in the and Revolutionary War. And then you get War. into high school and or college, depending on like how shitty or how underfunded your your school experience was. And then you realize like, oh, he was a rich wine snob who didn't fight himself, but like encouraged a bunch of poor people to go fight for him while he fucked his slaves and had children of slavery that he also forced into slavery. Right. Like he's not a hero. No. The only people who believe that are people who don't have a full experience of history and who haven't read an actual history right. book. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating when someone says yeah, critical race theory because shucking, you've done an episode like that's not a thing. Shucking no. British oppression was a good thing for our country, but let's not just gloss over like it, 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 to go even back to like Columbus, like so glossed over how much of a dirtbag he was, right? Or how much damage he did to the people who were living here. Or you, the idea you that can, like you can almost blame Columbus 
himself by himself for creating the transatlantic slave trade. And this is the reason why I'm always hesitant to call myself a patriot or an American in any sense, because to call yourself an American is to call yourself like I am something that is based on a genocide. Or yeah. multiple genocides, more realistically. I'll call myself based on rape an, and murder and I'll, stealing. I'll call myself an American and a patriot, but it 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 is not the same definition, right? As, as most what people, ninety percent of the people. When that it's Mark Levin says red blooded American, he has a very specific example that he wants you to believe in yeah. your mind, right? Yeah, and he uses that. He couches it in that anti that racist anti racist belief well, of like I don't care if you're black, white, purple, whatever. The entire idea that people like Dan Bongino and Mark Levin and Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson and every person we've ever talked about on the show have will make statements uh, decrying the idea that America is racist or has a history of racism while living in a country where the only survivors of the genocide that allowed us to have this country live on reservations like they fucking don't they're not allowed like i'm not saying they're not allowed but like on the shittiest land in oklahoma and wyoming and deal with the highest no there's america's not racism we just still have internment camps currently presently like and as a rep we won't give them any kind of compensation but we'll let them own casinos that are then majority owned by white people who exploit them further right in generations of poverty and substance abuse it's fucking sick yeah. and the fact that like the fact that mark levin is jewish i don't know why it hits so much harder than the fact that he doesn't realize that he is helping to marginalize the same minorities that well maybe he does realize because his minority I mean, is white and he doesn't care may i mean maybe he does realize he's, that he's dollar just a sellout, man. That, but yeah, no the he, dollar I, is fucking powerful i genuinely believe he does get disgusted i've heard him speak enough that when he encounters anti-semitism which is often because he's always deflecting for the right he's going to encounter it a lot there's a right. lot of hitler supporters on the right um i i do believe he's genuinely disgusted by it but not enough to do any kind of inner research. or It's, or it's inner... literally the only racism that he defends. Yeah. And because it affects him. Or not defends, but or, or def- Yeah. yeah. Because it, and, and the reason is it affects him. He doesn't give a fuck about racism right. to black people because it doesn't affect him. Right. Um, America's for everyone, guys. Based on that, like, we've already seen him deflect once. There's a mass shooting in which a racist killed a bunch of black people. He had to deflect to an immigrant. Mm-hmm. He kept calling the guy an immigrant. The guy was a U.S. citizen who happened to have immigrated from China. Right. Calling him an immigrant is a very specific purpose in the narrative. But he already deflected to one other mass shooting. So what he's got to do, he's got to deflect to another mass shooting and blame it on Biden. Of course. And as Matt Margolis points out at PJ Media after ignoring... Well, sh- how do you pronounce this? Waukesha. He ignored that. He ignored the racially motivated killing in Waukesha by the guy who who rode the SUV. See, right, Biden's planned trip to Buffalo stands in stark contrast to his refusal to visit Waukesha, Wisconsin, after black nationalist supporter Black Lives Matter drove an SUV through a Christmas parade in a racially motivated attack that killed six people, including an eight-year-old boy. The driver... Daryl Brooks had previously called for violence against white people and suggested Hitler was right for killing Jews in posts on social media. You notice, Mr. Producer, that whether it's the guy in Buffalo or the guy in Waukesha, it's always the Jews. I'm I'm just pointing it out. The Jews are behind it. (laughs) Uh, Sidebar, I hate 
I forgot because I like I used to hear him more regularly because I was driving around at the time that his show was on. I forgot how much I hate Mr. Producer. Like the fact that he right. says, "Oh, that annoys the shit out of me it, for whatever me reason." Too. It's almost like a weird allusion to like Big Brother. Yeah, you never you also never hear Mr. Producer. If it's Producer. okay that yeah. I say this. Right. Um yeah, I anyway, um yeah, so he he's going to deflect from Buffalo, so he's going to bring up Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin, which I don't know if you remember because we have so many fucking mass shootings in this country, and right. it is a legitimate problem that happened at the tail end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon, do you want to take us through um, this next a little reminder? This is from Reuters, December 2nd, 2021. Uh, the headline is Fact Check. Joe Biden did comment on Waukesha Parade Tragedy. Um, from Reuters, U.S. President Joe Biden has not been silent in the wake of Waukesha, Wisconsin, in in the wake of the Waukesha, Wisconsin parade attack, contrary to claims made on social media. On November 21st, Daryl E. Brooks was arrested following reports that he killed six people and injured dozens more after driving through a crowd of onlookers and participants during an annual Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. A Facebook post reads, quote, Has Joe Biden made a statement regarding the Wisconsin Christmas Parade Massacre? The left has no regard for actual innocent human life. They're happy to feed your li- they're happy to feed your lives into the narrative machine, end quote. The president has publicly spoken about the tragedy. President Biden can be seen on November twenty second, twenty twenty one, uh President Biden can be seen in November 22nd, 2021 footage from the White House YouTube page referring to the, quote, horrific act of violence. So we're going to go ahead and play this because this is a, a giant narrative that, like, ooh, when black people commit so crimes like, about, against white people, the they don't day, cover it. This the is day the, after, the day after it happened, the president yeah. makes a speech, and they're like, he hasn't said anything. Yep. Right. And this is What is going on here? They, they say this a month later where they're like, yeah, he hasn't said anything. They, and he's repeating it fucking uh, six months later that, that, oh, Biden never spoke in this tragedy. He spoke about it the day fucking after it happened. Before I begin, I want to comment on the tragedy that uh, occurred last night during the holiday, uh, the holiday parade in Wisconsin. While we don't have all the facts and details yet, we know this morning that five families in Waukesha are facing fresh grief of a life without a loved one. At least 40 Americans are suffering from injuries, some of them in critical condition. And an entire community is struggling, struggling to cope with the horrific act of violence. Last night, the people of Waukesha were gathered to celebrate the start of a season of hope and togetherness and Thanksgiving. This morning, Jill and I and the entire Biden family, and I'm sure all of us, pray that that same spirit's going to embrace and lift up all the victims of this tragedy, bringing comfort to those recovering from the injuries, and wrapping the families of those who died in the support of their community. We're all grateful for the extraordinary work of the first responders from law enforcement to the emergency room doctors who are working around the clock to deal with the terrible consequences of what happened last night. My administration is monitoring the situation very closely. So, yeah, he did speak about the tragedy. And those are like, we're all silent because those are very humbling words. That's the way you should speak about a national tragedy. You shouldn't blame both sides like some asshole presidents would. Probably shouldn't read from the fucking manifesto. Right. Um, 
he did speak about it. He called it out as being a horrific act. He he showed um, sincere concern for the victims and their families. So fuck this guy. Fuck Mark Levin because yeah. he's being dishonest. He knows it's a very easy. You Google the words fucking Joe Biden and. Didn't Trump wait like days to comment on Charlottesville and shit? I mean, he did. He, he tried to assuage blame from the people who ran down a yeah, woman. Yeah, he said there's good car. people on both sides. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, it's disingenuous. Before we play the next clip, because Mark is going to also deflect and he's going to claim that Joe Biden so, never. By the way, sorry for the what about. Like, I don't. It is. It is. But, like, but come, on, come on, man. That's his whole play. That's one of the big excuses he's using. I feel like when it comes to Mark Levin and people of his ilk, because they're like MO as to what about what abouting them is fair game. All right. If you're gonna it's if you're mockery, gonna what about yes. somebody, what about somebody that always what about? Right. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I don't We're getting into some Seinfeldian language here, but okay. <laughs> I, just, I just feel I just feel like integrity wise, like I don't like to make it a habit of of what about yeah. but like but yeah, like come on man. I know what your fucking rhetoric has been for the last six years or whatever yeah let me use my own or your own game against you. yeah also yeah. as someone who is a never trumper and had all these morals for, and then sold out and fucking right licked ass on trump for the next five years yeah. you have no you know don't What's, pretend like you have any like moral ground to stand on right yeah i was talking about my integrity fucking so, <laughs> like, his, his is yeah. non-existent he's gonna claim in the next clip that not only did biden not talk about waukesha he refused to visit waukesha and that's a big point that like, oh, when black people do it to white people, that's when it becomes, you know, a problem for him is that like Biden won't address the he won't address that kind of hate, even though it's the same kind of hate that is motivating the killer. Like his belief was that black people kill white people and Mark Levin is playing into that same false belief. Um, so this is from Forbes, April 16th, 2021. Um, more than one mass shooting per day has occurred in 2021. The U.S. has averaged more than one mass shooting a day this year, continuing an upward trend since researchers began thoroughly uh, tracking the subject following the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary. I just want to say I can't believe it took us that long. Like I really thought yeah, like after it Columbine, with Sandy Hook, right? After Columbine, I thought they would start tracking that shit, but apparently they haven't. Uh, no universally accepted definition for mass shootings currently exists, which is why I hate Mark Levin talking about them because he's—it's a very loose term that people throw around. Right. Uh, the FBI doesn't track mass shootings also. It does track mass murders, which it defines as a situation where four or more people were killed by gun violence, a bombing, or other means. The Gun Violence Archive, like many databases, did not start tracking mass shootings until the increase in high-profile shootings following Sandy Hook. So the four um, or more thing bothers me a little bit because a lot of gang violence is going to skew the statistics. Yeah. Because there's a lot of gang violence is, um, where four or more people die in one instance. Yeah, yeah. drive-bys and stuff. There are, and and it's not a perfect system, and obviously we should be tracking it more. Yeah, but, but these like, are the where, most complete but, numbers we but, have. But when you when you say that, like when I say that, it's like, okay, well, where do you draw the line? Five, right. six, yeah. seven, well, eight? And here's the thing. I think that we, when we say mass shooting, we think of the high-profile cases so, but I think that like it still would qualify. Like even as gang violence, I feel like it sh- it sh- should still be counted the same way in the like, statistics. I wish there was a way that we could statistically follow shooting incidents where the victims were completely unarmed and innocent. But there's no way that you can make that data happen. Right. right. What's insane is just from this article it- itself, uh, talking about how we didn't start. 
uh, tracking this. The FBI didn't start tracking this until the high profile cases. Well, like if you put a different timeline or a di- like a nuanced timeline on that, I guess, then they didn't start tracking it until social media blew up. Right. Because, could they, because they weren't Sandy high Hook. profile until yeah. social media made them viral. Well, like Columbine. That's a good if point. You, if you guys yeah. can remember that far back. Because we're all about the same age. Yeah, yeah. Columbine I feel, was huge. Yeah, was, I feel, but I feel confident in saying if you can remember that far back, like the news surrounding it, like we all obviously remember Columbine. Yeah, because it was massive in our it was in our era of growing up. But like all of the news surrounding it, and then like how quickly it died out. Mm-hmm. Well, and the news like, was all focused on Marilyn Manson and the kind of video games they played. Yeah, and exactly. not this idea that they had just. Yeah, like they, we were like Grand Theft new, Auto caused this. But yeah, right. instead of instead of focusing on the idea that like we're seeing a new wave of what we thought were innocent children being able to inflict well, like, no, like horrible national tragedy, you know, scars on us. It's two kids that were like horrifically bullied. Right? Well, I mean, that, depending on who you believe, because some also claim that they were the bullies. I've seen that yeah, too. I know, but like but a lot of the early uh, media it all was stem, focused it on all like stems down to like just. Don't be a fucking dick. Yeah. Right. Well, and really, what it should have been like the 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 story should have been like, how did these the, kids get access to all I'm these not, weapons? I'm not excusing. And, yes. And I'm, bombs. I'm not excusing what they did, but it's like if everybody were just a little bit nicer, I, I feel like at least half of these oh, things would be very curbed. likely. Yeah. I, I I'm not gonna doubt you. Like I went through high school. It was the worst experience of my life. The years I never want to relive. Right. Like I feel I, like. I, I feel like any kid who has suffered any sort of bullying, regardless if it lasted a week or if it lasted the entirety of their school years, if they say that they didn't contemplate suicide or killing a classmate, they're lying their ass off. Exactly. But that's why the question I would want to ask, because this is a universal thing, going through school sucks. You have to do it. It, As someone who has – you guys have children. I have young siblings – um, I did not. I did not have a good time in high school, and I also cringe every time I see a sibling or a niece or nephew about to go through that experience because right. I know how hard it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame people for snapping. What I want to know is why did they have access to weapons that could kill so many people before their brains were fully the, developed? And the crazy thing about Columbine—that's like everything, everything that they had, they shouldn't have had access to, no. but they found ways to do it. Yeah. Especially in the '90s, it was like lackadaisical. Like, yeah, you could get it if you know Tom. Yeah, Dick and, and honestly, I mean, we'll 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 see. It's not this. I mean. I don't want to get into, but like I kind of cut this part. Uh, the guy, the Buffalo shooter, the kid, he had also threatened his school. The cops had been called because he had already made a, a threat, and he was still able to buy a gun. And that's one of Mark Levin's points that he kind of brings up. I kind of cut around because I don't want to get that deep in the weeds. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he brings up uh, red flag logs and the fact that they didn't prevent this crime, which is more an indictment on the fact of people like him who have this staunch opposition to any kind of gun control. Which is the only thing that differentiates us from other countries. Other countries have had mass shootings. They do something about it. Australia had a mm. giant mass shooting with Port Arthur where a bunch of kids got killed, just like Sandy Hook. We just, we, and they we outlawed this, dangerous weapons, and they have not had another mass we shooting have in serious, right. We have this serious – as America, we have this serious hard-on that we think the government is going to oppress us and just and like, take our guns. And aggressively take that's, us over. Yeah, and the only thing that's going to stop that is that is is having guns. Well, you know, Australia outlawed all that, and I don't, I haven't seen them take over all their citizens. Also, yet. also to that point, we have a lot of guns now, 
and our government is oppressing and taking over still, our fucking still. lives yes. currently. Yeah. So With, what are we fucking yeah. doing? So, like, so just fair. To, you they're, know? they're just not doing it at gunpoint. <laughs> right. Like They found a way around that little thing. They made, they convinced us to fucking like the, yeah, fi- the, the Elon out, Musks of the world. Figure out ways to make these blind people lick boots. Yeah. yeah they can do it Tell them that capitalism now. is the greatest thing ever and that communism is their enemy. Like, this is literally how it happened. Fucking so Reagan. You can have your fucking guns. You're still sheep. <laughs> so to set up this next clip and to round off this Forbes article... Um, in 2019, which is like one of the most recent years where we can find the data, there were 417 mass shootings. I just want to point out there are 356 days in a year. So if Biden was going to travel to the location of every mass shooting, he would be traveling every fucking day, right. sometimes twice a day. So just to preempt this idea that Biden didn't visit Wisconsin after this tragedy, the presidents can't visit every location right um jill biden did he won't bring that up but joe uh, joe biden's wife went to this location and gave a speech and showed solidarity so i just want to preempt this because this is all bullshit deflection well also like we would need to know more of his timeline too like what was yeah what was happening at the time because i'm sure if he was just fucking free it was november so that's a, a pretty busy time for the president. They're doing the turkey release. They're, like, hosting people. Probably battling Joe Manchin over some bullshit. The, like, uh, COVID was still going yeah, in November you know? of 2021. Right. We hadn't really got that under wraps. So, like, I'm oh, not man. trying to make excuses for him how either. Much, how I much time has Joe Manchin wasted? If, if, dude, Ugh. the entire term. <laughs> like, literally the entire control. <laughs> like, yeah. What his job is now. Is yeah. One guy. Then White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki claimed that Biden would be visiting Waukesha because the trip requires a lot of assets, quote-unquote. Makes her sound like a Japanese drink. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fantastic if we had a president who would stand up and try and unite the people against evil, both domestic and overseas? Wouldn't that be fantastic if we had a president who could communicate that? Rather than look for his opportunity to exploit and expose and do whatever they do on the political left. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Well, we can dream, can't we? Because we don't have such a president. We don't have such a Speaker of the House. We don't have individuals on TV with any sort of compassion or responsibility. Joe Scarborough going on about pushing replacement theory throughout Fox. Eugene Robinson, a leftist at the Washington Post. The Buffalo Killer heard a call to action from Fox News. These are sick comments. Bakari Sellers, political commentator on CNN. This is who we are as Americans. Just shocking. It'll never end because people talk like this. What? I know he's talking about other people, but I assume, I I imagine he's like, it's funnier. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. much funnier if you're like, people talk like this. There's at least three other Freudian slips that we've. I could have cut so many. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Where do you cut in those fucking massive canyon deep fucking empty spaces he leaves? Like, where do you cut? Like, so Uh. he said. I know we got far off topic, but at the beginning he started that clip by saying that Biden 
and Jen Pisaki. What, how do you say? Yeah, I don't know how. He you... said Pisaki. Yeah. yeah. How uh, she said Biden wouldn't be visiting Waukesha. So I just want uh, Jim, if you can read this. This is from the ADL, December sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Uh, called Waukesha, Tragedy Exploited by White Supremacists. I want to show how he is parroting the talking points of noted anti-Semitists. Like, people who will argue that the Jews are the scum of the world. He is parroting their talking points while being disgusted by any time someone br- says it too loudly. In the wake of a deadly SUV incident in Waukesha, Wisconsin, white supremacists are leveraging the tragedy by selling racist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories on the ground and online. According to a review of Brooks Online Footprint conducted by the ADL Center on Extremism, there appears to be little evidence that Brooks actively subscribes to an overarching extremist ideology. Although Brooks made hateful posts on social media and indicated support for some conspiratorial beliefs, there is no evidence that he was a member of any organized group. White supremacists often exploit current events to support their... or to support or confirm their pre-existing beliefs. Given Brooks' race and the race of the victims, white supremacists have claimed that the incidents was an anti-white terror attack and are using it to sow anti-Semitic and anti-racist conspiracies, excuse me, and racist conspiracies, blaming both Jews and the liberal media for covering up a black-on-white attack. On November 26, 2021, the Goyam Defense League a loose network of anti-Semites and white supremacists who are motivated, motivated, Jesus, <laughs> motivated and united by their hatred of Jews, hung banners in Irving, California, stating Black Lives Murder in Wakusha as the slogan, Wakusha, as the slogan, 13% of 56% of murders, 90% of interracial violence. The number 13, 56, and 90 are commonly used by white supremacists and a shorthand reference to the racist trope depicting black people as savage and criminal in nature. In racist terms, the number 13 refers to the purported percentage of U.S. population that is black. The number 56 is the alleged percentage of all U.S. murders committed by black people, while 90 is the percentage of violent interracial crime allegedly committed by black people. 90 percent that's what they're claiming what he is backing up essentially is a movement that claims that 90 percent of married black men beat their wives and that 50 percent 56 percent of all uh of all uh murders are committed by black people we've gone over the statistics you are much more likely as a black person to be killed by a white person yeah than a white person to be killed it's it's not even a fucking i know yeah, it, it's 100%. He's parroting the talking points of a group called the Goyam Defense League. Right. Yeah, red fucking flag. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's fine crap. to parrot every talking point until they bring up the word Jews, and then he wants to act all offended. Like, you want to talk about racism? You're the ultimate racist. You don't give a fuck about races unless it's your race. Right. And then, again, you don't care about it enough to not take the paycheck to be on the other side right. of the You'll argument. You'll cash that paycheck. You're fucking... I mean, you should have right. retired. You were worked for Reagan. You have enough money. Retire. Mm. Quit being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's... This is funny to me because he's so old. So dumb. Um, This clip is... uh uh He's he's back from break, right? So it, it just remember that because it's going to come back really quickly. All right. Real quick. McCar- what just happened? McCarr just fucking f- was like 
going at the net hard on a defensive play, and he fell, and he his leg behind him like this slid into the fucking post, and he limped off. So he's okay. not he's not out out, but like that's not a bad thing for the Blues. It at very least hampers him for this game. Probably right. not the next. Probably not. They play with like broken bones and shit in the playoffs. Well, like <laughs> they got a lot if, of meth. If you twist an ankle a little bit, it hurts for a day, and can go away. Right. Especially when you're in your twenties. You also have adrenaline <clears throat> pumping yeah. through your veins. You also have like the best health and the best <laughs> like. Kale McCarr is like a 20, lot of doctor twenty one. Yeah, Kale McCarr well, might be twenty one. He's probably twenty. These guys are like beasts. Like they're. They, they practice have, like they six hours team, a day. They have teams around them being like, just eat this fucking powder. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, when you have a professional nutritionist. You don't need food. Just, like, I got all you kale. Of, all of the nutrients are in this dust. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, there's a phrase out there called replacement theory, and I must confess, I never heard of it before. What? So, here, let me talk about it. And yet it's all over the media. Replacement theory. The replacement theory, as I understand it, is that the majority white population is going to be replaced collectively with a minority population. So the majority white population becomes the minority population. And uh, in part, what these media figures and politicians are saying, that's what drove this guy. May have. But why do we need explanations from the very people who have created such a corrosive culture and society? So they may be right, but um, why do they say it? I feel like why do they say it if they're right? I feel like that's literally his argument right there. Like it may have been, but like so should they be saying it? So I feel like if replacement is right. That should give you all the more asin- incentive to not be a dick. Right. <laughs> no, I, like, I want to keep this train rolling because... Even if you are still a racist piece of shit, just don't outwardly be a dick and you might not get bad treatment in the future. <laughs> right. Remember all right. those good years before Trump unleashed the beast again? <laughs> right. Said the quiet part loud. Like, they, they still weren't good years. Like, it was still just as racist. It was just quietly racist. We couched like, it in criticizing his tan suit, goddammit. Crawl back. We, we couched right, it exactly. in never casting a black person in a major motion picture. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Crawl back under your rocks. A black James assholes. Bond over my dead body. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to keep the train rolling. You will remember we came in. For, we came on in on that clip on the fact that he was coming in from break. Right. He talked for about a minute and a half. I did not cut shit out of this. This is his nat- next natural thought, and we're going to see where he ends this clip. In the media and the Democrat Party, I want to revisit this after the bottom of the hour. These are the people contributing to the hateful, poisonous, bigoted, racist narrative. And then they sit back and they point fingers at everybody else. We had nothing to do with anything. I'll be right back. Why is... What? He throws Why to is... another fucking commercial break after coming in on a commercial 45 seconds earlier. Yeah. And he, that and he to me had to have balls. like a, a Joe Satriani-like guitar solo <laughs> also just <clears throat> the balls of this guy to be like it, it well it might have been he might have been motivated by this but why are the democrats saying it blah 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 like 
you can't admit they were right and then attack them for saying something that is factually true. Right. If your whole thing is they always lie. Yeah. Shouldn't you be happy to be like, well, they were right the one time. Right. Yeah, like I did at the top of the show when right. he said the first sentence that wasn't horrible. Yep, that like, we can all okay. agree. Yes, this yeah. is a mo- racially motivated attack. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Like, ah, uh, jeez. That's uh, it's so that, dumb. It made me laugh as someone who, like, his voice comes off as an old man because of how slow and measured he speaks. Right. So for him to come back from break and speak for two seconds and be like, I need another break. I was like, what? Is it fucking dinner time? What? <laughs> How old are you? It's like it's, it's his time to crack open his Look, jar I can, of sardines. I can only something. get the early bird O'Doul's. special <laughs> by five, so I got to go. Like, <laughs> like his O'Doul's and salted fish. And aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark's ability to casually admit that he knows he's never heard of a topic, but then want to tell you what to believe in a topic. That's fucking insane. Right? Like, that's We've already insanity. heard it once. Listen to this next clip. He's not above doing it multiple times. Yeah, I've never heard of this, but uh, you should just believe but it. But I'll way. tell you the origin of it. Replacement theory. Again, I had never heard of that before. Shame on me, I suppose. Um, we're going to get into a minute. So of shame him on him? Shame on him. Well, because... Yeah, yes. if you're going to yes. talk about it, then shame on you. <laughs> also, how like, plugged in are you that you don't know what replacement <laughs> theory is? Right. He also didn't know what critical race theory is. He doesn't know what any of these things are, Isn't, but he'll tell you how they're being used to control you. Replacement theory is pretty self-explanatory. That the white shooter, people are being replaced by The shooter espouses this idea that immigration right? is displacing white people and that we're going to be white people, me and you, and all of us in this room are going to be the minority in a couple of decades. Right. Yeah. And does this also stem from anti-Semitic protocols? Anti-Semitic and just plain racist. It's, I mean, is, a lot of it's uh, anti-Latino. Is this straight from the protocols, though? Um. Yeah, well, the protocols are more about how the Jews are going to control the world and how they're going to do it through propaganda and false flags. There's no replacement theory in there? I mean, it is a little bit how they're going to get, yeah. Right. I there feel, is. I feel like it... I feel like most of this shit That's the stems irony, from though, that. Because he is a, I don't know how to describe it, like a self-hating Jew, where he seems to be proud to be Jewish, but he keeps espousing beliefs that, if you follow their conclusion, is going to lead to him being in a concentration camp. I don't so know. So replacement it, theory is the far right, like, answer to critical race theory. And this is the reason why is I this, don't believe. Is, is this does that make sense? The shooter that probably makes a little yeah. bit of sense. It's. Okay, yeah, I can see why you're when, drawing When did that replacement line. theory come about? Uh, it's, well, it's been a major fear of the white, like, American belief since, like, the 70s. The Turner Diaries was a lot about that well, in the like, 80s, Well, as we know, critical race theory has been around for about that long. It was yeah. just never brought up in mainstream. Same thing with, like, yeah. replacement These theory. These used to be very niche ideas that you would only hear yeah. on um, AM radio stations. The idea that non-white immigrants could eventually displace native-born white Europeans has roots in 20th century French ethnic nationalism. But the term itself was coined and popularized by French white nationalist and author Renaud Carnes. Uh, no relation to Albert. It's either Carn or Cam. I can't. I can't tell because I don't the know font. why that strikes me as so weird that there's like, a such. Is it uh, A M E S Camus? Yeah, maybe. There's such a term as a French white nationalist. Oh, yeah. Well, France has a lot of immigration problems, and there's a lot. It it mirrors our own country quite a bit. Yeah, Marine (laughs) Le Pen represents a large section of that country. You'd be... I guess you shouldn't be surprised. Like, the the Italians are racist as hell. Like, Mario, Mario Balotelli is a black soccer player. 
specifically he was one of like the all-star phenoms for the Italian national team and then got booted off the team for very racist reasons. Well, and I I can't really tell you much about Italy that isn't based on my uh viewing of the sopranos sopranos but i will say that my i think that italy has a big problem with certain people from certain regions looking down at other people from certain regions they're very uh segregated within their own country yeah, yeah. i think so yeah i think so i think that's so I think how that, the that, mafia <laughs> happens yeah yeah like. so mark doesn't know shit about uh replacement theory but uh he's gonna tell us Who's to blame for replacement theory? Well, this thing he knows nothing he? about. Yeah, why wouldn't he? That makes total fucking sense. Now, we have to be able to have an honest discussion about some of these things. But the Joe Scarboroughs and his ilk, they don't want to. Replacement theory, if I understand it. Which I admittedly don't. Is advanced by the left. And it's unfortunate we have to get into the mud like this, isn't it? But it's advanced by the left. It's unfortunate that we have to get into the mud like this. It's your show. You control the content. You also, decide what like, mud you want to get It's advanced by the left. Now, I'll, I'll grant you, I didn't ever heard of this uh, thing before uh, 24 hours ago. But this thing that I totally didn't hear before 24 hours ago, it's advanced by my, by my political enemies. Yep. Like, well, yeah, how it's, convenient. it's a far-right push. Replacement theory is a far-right push. And he's like, oh, it's advanced by the left. And this is the reason why I don't buy the shooter's idea. Like, when he t- in his manifesto, which I don't like to talk about, he talked about, well, if you ask anybody, when I was 12 years old, I was a communist. 12-year-olds who say they're a communist don't know fucking shit about communism in right. America. They're they, being, bar- they barely know how to wipe their own ass. They're being anti-authoritarian. Yep. They're taught that communism is bad, so the way they rebel is being like, well, I'm a communist. Ha, 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 I'm 12. I'm right. so dangerous. Yep. That's what he did. And then when he said he's like... Uh, a pro-authoritarian left yeah, leftist. Most, most normal American kids, whenever they want to be rebellious at 12, 13, well, especially the, at my age, we're like, Limp Biscuits, the coolest band ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, Break shit. No, I was, like, my at that age, my grandpa was already calling me un-American. So, <laughs> so uh, at a very young age, I was very vocal about not liking Bush or the, the wars. Um but like, it kind yeah, of makes sense. Like, one like, of the things that I unites Limp Biscuit and Rage Against the Machine CDs. <laughs> one of the things that is ubiquitous among the American left is an idea that to be looser with immigration. It is so when when the shooter claims that he is an authoritarian left leaning, I was like, you don't understand what the left is because if you blame immigration yeah, and you, you blame black people, you you're not a part of the left. Yeah, no, because those are fundamentally against what the left quote unquote believe. Yeah, because the left like me would be like, fuck invisible walls, just come in. Yeah. Are you escaping something that we kind of helped cause with our war on drugs? Right. Yeah, we should take care of you. Are you escaping something that we didn't cause? Yeah. That's what it really should be. I know it's going to be very globalist of me, but, uh, dude, we are a global society. Yeah. Like, you can't escape that? No. Like, there's a finite space on Earth for you, 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 for you to be able to share with other people. You can't escape it physically. You can't escape it economically either. Like, if China falls right now, so does everybody else. Yeah, because they own all of our debt. <laughs> well, like if anybody falls, it's gonna it's going to affect everybody else. It's gonna affect supply chains. It's gonna affect markets. We, we it's spent gonna, the, like, la- the last one hundred years. It is years. a global. It is we, a global like, community. Right now, I feel like you should be more acutely aware of that than any other time on this planet. Yeah, we spent because the last four or the last sixty years building an, an intricate series of domino lines. 
We, between every country, and we expect if one falls, they're not going to hit everyone else. We spent the last two years watching COVID say, fuck your borders. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, we are living it right now. Even North Korea is admitting they have COVID. Your stupid bullshit that you've been arguing about doesn't matter. So, yeah. I just, like, we, we all see the marks behind. We've covered almost all his talking points before with other more trendy right-wing yeah. personalities. Right. So people that get the seven o'clock. How slot. do you like if you're Mark? How do you like? How do you try to get above the fray? You know, like he's already talked Set about yourself apart, here. right? So he's already talked about critical race theory. What if it was like a specific race of critical race theory? Do you want to guess what race that might be? That feels dirty. <laughs> Guessing what race? I'm not gonna do it. He's already he's <laughs> guessing already what race? About it it like, feels it feels like hot water that we're just jumping into. I will give you a clue. It is south of our border. Something called Latina Latino oh, critical yeah. race theory or Latcrit. More racism. Latcrit. Latcrit. <laughs> and Lindsay Perez Huber, a post doctoral scholar, quote unquote, at UCLA, wrote. It involves experiences unique to the Latina, Latino communities, such as immigration, status, language, ethnicity, culture. A lacquered analysis has allowed researchers to develop the conceptual framework of racist nativism, a lens that highlights the intersection of racism and nativism. But what's the bottom line promoted by some of these radicals in the Latcrit movement? I guess it's replacement theory. I guess it's replacement theory. Why is he trying to marry the two? Well, he doesn't know what it is, so I guess he's just fumbling in his brain. Because they're two very opposite ideas. Yeah. Latcrit is a very specific outreach of critical race theory, which is focused, hyper-focused on the role and the effect that being a an immigrant, a Latin American is, right? The kind of right. the stigma against the way you talk or the way you look. The stereotypes of, you know, like, well, there's a that, bunch that of stereotypes. That stigma about... has been specifically built over the last 10 years about, oh, the only people immigrating into this country from southern, from south of the border are all MS-13. Or or they right. they want to cut your lawn, you know, that kind of racism. A lot of yeah, there's a bunch of that they're shit. They're either taking our jobs or they're MS-13. Right. Like, what? Come on now, man. Um Ra- rapists and murderers, right? Isn't that what Trump tweeted? Oh, yeah. you, you're like a fucking Very mind reader, Brandon. Very specifically. We'll like him expand on lat crit because I feel like he, he someone shared this meme with him and he thinks he's like above the curve, like, oh I'm really ahead of like the and others he, on this one. He he kept on mentioning nativism and nativist like and and like I said earlier, two hundred and fifty years after the historical events that were that the movie Gangs of New York was based off of, this shit is still happening. Yeah, go we, watch we will never film. learn. We will never learn. So this is the called Latcrit. It's a Latcrit movement. It is an ideology. It is taught throughout our colleges and universities every bit as much as CRT. And it sounds to me, maybe I'm wrong, Mr. Producer, doesn't that sound to you like the replacement theory? That I've never heard of before? They're certainly <laughs> promoting it of a sort. Kind of, if you squint. <laughs> <laughs> and that's problematic. Whatever happened to assimilation? Whatever happened to e pluribus unum? That used to be the the statement of the United States, the official statement that's of the United States. That's a bad statement. Now it's in God we trust. Which but is it used horrible? to be e pluribus unum. What? 
Oh my God, I don't even know where you're at, Mark. Like, All right, Brandon, I want you to read this. I want you. That is true. It used to be e pluribus unum, and it's now in God we trust. Brandon, you want to read just straight from Wikipedia when that happened? Yeah. Like it might have some historical context. On July 30th, 1956, the 84th Congress passed a joint resolution declaring, quote, in God we trust, the national motto of the United States. Uh, the resolution passed both the House and Senate unanimously and without debate. It replaced, say it, E pluribus unum. Thank you. Uh, which had existed before as a de out facto of one official many. motto. Is that what it is, Jim? Out, out of many, one. one. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think depending on how you, yeah. So he, so. It's wh- supposed to be about unity. So in, what's in his our... fucking beef, though? Right. Is he supposed to, like, I don't know, as a Jewish man, is he saying, like, we're too Christian, we shouldn't have in God so we trust? Is the, he going down that path? The, I'll, as an atheist, I'll follow him down that path. But I don't that, think that's what he's that saying. That pluribus unum should be should the be. state model. Also, yeah. I think the fact that it was switched in 1954, like, yeah, that was at the height of the Cold War, the beginning, like, when we were anti-communist and anti-quote-unquote atheist. I really want to— so we changed our motto. I really want to dig into that because, like, critical race theory is is needing to be taught for the purpose of unification, right. for the purpose of— so that everyone understands how important it is not same, to be an oppressor. Right, but same he, thing with like, he said the, like, he said the quiet he, part loud though. It, it yeah, means, the way like, he wants is assimilation, the, the goal, not unification. Yeah, you become is like to me. Unify. I don't have to hear your. I don't want to hear Latin. I don't want to hear how hard it is being a Latin American in America. Yeah, I mean he's you're right, Jim. You're a hundred percent right. But he, like, yeah, he just wants to hear how hard it is to be a white person born into the only thing he cares about is how hard is jobs. it. How hard is everyone on the Jewish people? That's what he cares about because he's Jewish. He can play the victim with that, so he loves that. I don't know though. The- Anytime that happens, he'll ask Mr. Producer, "Why is it always the Jew? Why is it always the fucking Latins? Why is it always Mexico? Why yeah, is it always immigration?" I don't get the feeling that he actually. I don't feel like he actually cares though. Like even when he says, "Why is it the Jews?" Like I think he's kind of using that as a convenience for the argument because I don't. I don't think that he really cares. Like I think ultimately his god is money. Like. No, you don't get oh, this that, guy. Absolutely, yeah, that Fox paycheck. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to be a Tucker Carlson or a Mark Levin or a Glenn Beck if your has god isn't fake, money. Has a bunch of fake morals and then just collects the money off. Right, of it. right. Because you're not going to do that. Like you, 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 me, the three, the three of us. Like I'm never going to be. Elon Musk could walk into this fucking room now. And be like, this is how I want your show to be, and this is what you get. And I just would, I would stay poor. Like, <laughs> I would fucking stay poor. I'm not going to take Elon Musk's money. Mostly because I just hate that asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Too like, much to ever give in. I just, like, I don't know. I think your your God has to be money. He just looks like he's once. a villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're wrapping around to something we said earlier. We got, he, he derailed this at one point to talk about to talk about an immigrant killing Americans. He's derailed this a whole lot. Because, uh, deflection, deflection, deflection. Yeah, That's all he does. Yeah, he's turned this into a weird show that went from, <laughs> like, he's kind of still loosely talking about the shooting, but, like, he's turned it into critical he does, like, race theory. The, the and opposite the, of Ben Shapiro, where instead of talking very fast and confusing He talks so slow you forget what he was originally talking about. Yeah. Yep. So it's a very slow circle that twists into, like, a corkscrew. By the yeah. end, I, I will say I listened to this three times to edit it, and I at a certain point, I was like, do I have early <laughs> Alzheimer's? Like, yeah. I don't remember what he, we were talking about like right. five minutes ago. Thank I God I took say, notes. You listen to this more than once, man. You have some serious willpower. So he talked earlier about like 
this is all about guns, ultimately. Right. It's about protect. Anytime a mass shooting happens, the right wing comes out and Has they deflect against guns because they don't want gun control. And that's what happens. Never a good time to talk about guns. Yeah. And Michael Steele, the former head of the, former lieutenant governor, I guess, of Maryland and head of the RNC, he took a different kind of lesson from this. He took a different lesson from this. Being prodded by his his friend Mika Brzezinski. Cut three, go. A good guy with a gun has absolutely no chance against a bad guy with a whatever automatic weapon and all the gear that he was wearing and also live streaming it on his head. Yeah, it just kind of it defeats the the ongoing narrative that you hear uh, after crises like that. Well, you know, if they were only armed, if people were armed with with weapons, you know, they could have put it down. Yeah. okay, this guy is fully body armored unless everybody in the store is fully body armored. Um, No, you're not. So this is the lesson from Michael Steele. Um, Okay, that's the lesson from Michael Steele. So, so yeah, here here comes a point. Um, if it comes to the point that we as citizens have to buy full body armor and helmets and walk around with AR-15s, something's like, wrong, right? Yeah, like yeah. how does that not disturb you? Something's way like, past also, wrong. Like, I just want to bring up that that like evens out their good guy with a gun argument. They're because like, you have to match the attacker. Yes, right. In their theory, at least the good guy well, with the gun matches the attacker allegedly. Now, in this situation where the guy is going in with full body armor and a fucking helmet, like a soldier, some random dude with a pistol is not going to match that. No. Well, and I would argue that... Uh, it's going to outmatch most police. Mark Levin fucked up his entire argument by playing that clip uh, like 20 minutes earlier when he talked about the fact that like um, well, oh, a good guy with a gun... deflected to another crisis? His second... I'm trying to count his deflections. I think it was his second, maybe his yeah, third. Yeah, it was the church um, shooting. Yeah, the, the Chinese immigrant who is a U.S. citizen who talked about the fact that, like, they talked about the fact that Dr. John Chang, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Yeah, 52 was killed. He did not have a gun. He did not have body armor. Right. He fucking... There is no correlation between being armed and not between whether you are going to live or you're going to prevent a mass shooting. Right. They're fucking random. The only... Yeah. Dr. Dominic, Dr. Cheng sacrificed himself. Yes, and he didn't have a good. gun. And and the guy who had a gun in fucking Buffalo, who who had seen the shooter acting suspiciously and asked him, why are you coming in and out of the building four times? Like, he had a gun, and he shot the guy, but right. the guy was wearing body armor, so he was killed. Was sti- so it, there's no correlation between having a gun and stopping that shit. The other interesting thing about choosing that clip to play is that he is shitting on Michael Steele, which should speak to how far the right has gone because Michael Steele was the head of the Republican National Committee. Yep. He was also the seventh lieutenant governor of Maryland from 2003 to 2007. He's a, a thorough Republican. Right. In Mark Levin's eyes, he's a rhino. Right. That's it. You know, like he, he doesn't conform to the party line. Former anti-Trump. He can't bootleg. someone. Mark or, Levin can bootleg. If you can't do that, so he has no the, use for you. Like right. the reason that this guy was able to walk into this store armed like a soldier is because it's legal to do so. You can buy body armor. You can buy helmets. You can buy all these weapons. Like And red flag all, laws are a joke. And all they these. Don't prevent this. All these boogaloo boys are absolutely crazy. All of these Boogaloo boys are like one screw away from being just as loose as this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're being fed the same disinformation with memes and infographics on Reddit and Facebook and 4chan. Yep. 
8chan, yeah. wherever yeah. the fuck. They're being radicalized by people like Mark Levin. Shitposting is the quote-unquote truth. Now, what's, will, what's insanity, too, is, like, let's think back to ISIS, right? Like, just let's think back to ISIS in, what, 2010, 11, that era is when that started yeah. happening, well, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Th- we're, and we're getting to the point that we're going to start saying you can't kill an ideology, and it's our own fucking fault. Well, here's, here's the thing. is like More so one of the before. One of the big talking points of not only the right, but just the government and the intelligence communities and shit was like, ISIS was really the first experiment at radicalizing people online. Yeah, and if that's a very good and, point. And at that point in 2010, my thought was that like, that it was still kind of in like pamphlet form. And now in 2022, I realize like, no, it's this. Like, it's QAnon. It's Reddit. It's 4chan. Like, this it's is how you radicalize people online. It's convi- convincing a Jewish person to support anti-Jewish rhetoric without knowing they're doing it or without uh, caring or caring that because they're profiting off it yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's fine I, i'll buy you, that brandon you brought up michael Steele, which gave me pause because i don't the first name of the steel dossier is that michael Steele no. also no um actually, is it not michael Steele? i don't think it's i don't think so maybe not I could it's be definitely wrong. not the same person either way. Yeah, I don't think it's Michael. Steele, oh, it's certainly not the same person. It's definitely like, not the same person. It made me. It made me laugh because the rights boogeyman of anybody named Steele and is but, yeah. Yep, is a bad guy. Uh, Do you yeah. want to read a little bit about Michael Steele yeah. and this person he's criticizing? Yeah, we've already said a little bit about him, but basically, uh, Michael Steele. Uh, Michael Stephen Steele, born October 19th, uh, 1958, is an American conservative political commentator, attorney, and Republican Party politician. Steele served as the 7th Lieutenant Governor of Maryland from uh, 2003 to 2007. He was the first African-American elected to statewide office in Maryland. As Lieutenant Governor, Steele chaired the Minority Business Enterprise Task Force, actively promoting an expansion of affirmative action in the corporate world. Steele also served as a chairperson of the Republican National Committee, RNC, from uh, 2009 to 2011. He was the first African-American to serve in that capacity. In 2020, he he formally endorsed Joe Biden for for the presidency after previously starting uh, st- starring in an advertisement aired by the Lincoln Project. So the real reason uh, that Mark that Levin doesn't like him is, is he's a rhino. Is he's a rhino. He, he doesn't, doesn't like, like Trump. Fascist. He yeah. doesn't like, yeah. Uh, God forbid you say that there's something wrong with the party. Also, as I just described him, like, did you miss the Republican Party? Like as I read as that it used to be, yeah. That, that was like, man, I used to who, hate them when they were these guys, and these guys were fucking tame. The guy who, <laughs> yeah. Ran, yeah, the guy back who, when they were semi-tolerable. It says yeah. a lot. That, back when I was a Republican, right? <laughs> it says a lot that the guy who ran the RNC, essentially the head of the party, at least in name, um, at the time that Obama was first in office, he can come out now, and because a bunch of black people were slaughtered by a white racist, he can come out and say that, like, look. A good guy with a gun didn't do shit in this situation. Right. Gun control is necessary because that we can't control this. All we can control is their access to deadly munitions. Right. That's yeah. the only one, thing we have control over. One dude over. with a pistol is not going to stop a dude armed to the No, teeth. and we've seen enough fucking, uh, you know, or a car. How many times have we seen someone plow through a fucking does it have uh, to happen? crowd? How many ha- how many times does it have to happen in a school where there is a safety officer at all times for us to finally say, like, okay, or, I mean, we're, we're the generation of people who went to school with metal detectors because of Columbine. And the fact that they Not didn't personally, start... personally, but yeah. But they... I mean, I remember that. They didn't start I fucking... Mean, we had drills, though. Yeah. yeah but they didn't true. start... SWAT ran through, like, quarterly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But thank God the FBI finally started tracking it in 2013. Whenever Facebook told yeah, them to. Yeah, a decade and a half <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. Which, yeah. like, which, like, I, we say that as it's... It, we say that as a negative because the FBI should have been doing this before, but it is one of the positives of social media. Like, in itself, like the fact it has brought that, a lot more of a yeah, spotlight. Like the fact that Sandy Hook did blow up the way that it did, and there was the reaction. Now, the unfortunate thing is that shit doesn't get done, but like and families suffer because of the the scrutiny of so social like, media. You know, yep. yeah. yeah. But I mean, the the alternative is being is it's not Columbine, talking about where it. we talked about Marilyn the, Manson instead the, of yeah, the funny guns thing, or the funny thing about that is like when in Sandy Hook's case. Almost, almost exclusively, most of those people were gun-toting Republicans, and then like just had the world turned upside down on them. Where well, like yeah. the not only did they suffer a tragedy, and that's terrible in its own right, but then their own group of people is just shitting all over. Well, them. and one yeah. of the people who so uh, sued Alex Jones admitted that like I used to listen to Infowars. Yeah, and then I, I I heard my name on it. Like I started getting harassment because my name kept getting mentioned because they were calling me an actor and saying my kid didn't die. Yeah, it's fucking gross. It's it's horrible. Um, we're gonna let Mark keep talking because I find that's the best way to let him dig a grave for himself because he just never makes the point he thinks he's making. You got one case where a guy's fully body armored, and a guy with a gun. He's the security guard. He's not just a customer who's armed it's the security guard that's his job it's a police officer and he tries to take him down and he can't because the killer is armed and has armor on him is that the lesson ladies and gentlemen they're case after case after case where people are armed and they saved an enormous number of lives and in the end, it took armed police officers to stop this madman from killing more people. But always driving the agenda, always driving the politics. It's sickening. Mika Brzezinski and Michael Steele are sickening to me. So is that his way of the police are the ultimate good? I don't know. I don't know. I'll just point out weird. again that the Geneva church shooting, Presbyterian church shooting, was stopped not by a good guy with a gun, but by someone sacrificing their lives so a preach could, preacher could knock him over the head and they could hog tie him. Like, no gun was involved, yeah. and they saved countless lives. The The example he used to deflect earlier is the exact counterpoint to the argument he just made. Well, in like this case specifically... The security guard who's wearing soft body armor didn't stop anything. Well, like I mean, so he, here's the difference know. between soft body armor and, and and hard body armor, and to use like loose terms, uh, a soft body armor is going to stop pistol rounds. Like a forty five has a good chance of making it all the way through a nine millimeter, it'll stop. But a rifle round, which the guy was using a an AR fifteen five five six, right. It's going to blow right through it. Well, and, and I didn't mean to suggest that the, the security guard at Buffalo didn't do anything. He tried. No, I, but there's I wasn't only accusing so much, you of that. Yeah, yeah, and I know. But I just wanted to make clear. There's only so much you can do with someone who brought three different guns. He brought so many guns, he left some in the car. He didn't even bring in the ones that he would written names on. Like, there were two that were photographs like he didn't even use. He was wearing well, like, body armor. He'd come into that store three times to scout it out. When it's legal, 
you're a guy getting paid $18 and handed a gun and told protect the store. You don't have a fucking chance against someone who was radicalized for two years and who's been planning this for months. Man, you're generous giving that dude $18 an hour. I bet he didn't uh, even Probably not even as, right. yeah, but yeah. it's it's horrendous but to think that that guy is that responsible for the life of everybody. wearing soft body armor doesn't stand a damn chance against a dude that's armed to the teeth to basically imitate our military. And, and unless we're going to have guys walking around with AR-15s, what gun are we going to give them that are going to go up against what a shooter it, has? It was the, a, the whole argument of, like, no. we got to be armed enough to be able to stop our own military. Like, our own military is not going to fight us because it's made up of us. It's a volunteer military. It's our own citizens. Like, if when I was in, if I was ordered to go fight my own citizens, unless those own citizens were doing something completely egregious, I would have straight up told my officers to go fuck themselves. Right. I don't know, man. I, it depends well, on what's egregious, but you, I, I want to believe I will you, take that to the bank. I, wa- I will argue with that night and day with you. That here's because what, here's what I will my say. unit was made up entirely of people that volunteered. I'm not. And it's people that are just normal folks. I'm not disagreeing that like the military in full wouldn't do something, but how many how many members of the military or former military or police force were at the insurrection? How many people broke into that building? Like how many people Dude, support they weren't, they that weren't shit? There because they were ordered not to be there. No, no, I'm not talking about the people. Like I'm not saying like the act. What I'm saying you is you can't use Jan Six because they weren't actually there. You can you, no. I'm saying how many insurrectionists were members of the military? Former military members. Former. Yeah, former. Yeah. Right now, I don't know what a, what percentage but it, of, but of it's military former members military did members that. that were all Republican. So Dude, you, I can't tell you how many members of my unit were not Republican. You don't think yeah. that part of the military had Trump ordered some fascist shit would have been like, Trump's our guy. Like well, I'm think, not saying the whole oh, military. Okay, part, but you're not going to get a full unit. No, I, I agree with you that like the full force of the, the military. The vast majority of units were not, are not going well, to comply to that it, shit. It, the vast it, majority. It does support Jim's argument that the moment we got an actual Because uh, the vast like, majority of the military team is in not there, radicals. They shut down that insurrection. I, I live in fear of dystopia. So. The vast majority <laughs> of our you military is not You've to too much radicals. Alex Jones, yeah, exactly. Brett. You hear yeah. the, the police vast, officers calling I, in. I, I take offense to that, and I will fight you to the day we die That's that the I vast want. majority of our military is not radicals. I'm, uh, no, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you, and that's not... That's not what I was saying. I'm just okay. saying that, like, I I do believe that if, like, Trump had ordered the military to do some fascist shit, some people would have showed up. Like, in, like, with tanks. Like, with military. I don't think, I don't a, think. A tank is a big crew. There's, that, there's five people that run a tank. I'm just saying that I think the military would have shown up, like, some, not all. Like I think there are plenty out of, of out of a tank battalion, you might have got like two tanks because they would have two tanks. They would have scrambled together. <laughs> like this that's is, scary shit. This is the worst alternative history thing I've seen since like the Man in the Castle. So let's move on. <laughs> right, <fair laughs> enough. I don't want to ruminate on this. We we've been like we've been throwing out what ifs, but it would be really irresponsible of us to make concrete observations based on things that we can possibly know. It's too early to know, right? I mean, I would think that that would be a that's pretty irresponsible. One of the reasons I didn't want to read do. the manifesto because like the the hard facts in this case are not yet to set in concrete. I right. don't want to start reading the thing that he prepared earlier to help people sway him, you know. Right. We don't even know all the facts here. We know this they have they have the uh <sighs> We know a little bit, but we don't know enough. <laughs> what the fuck? <coughs> we we have the facts here. We 
we have the facts here. Long pause. We know a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the fact it, it hit me even harder because I was editing and I knew that we were like 25, 30 minutes into this fucking episode. And I was like, we don't have the facts. You just spent 30 minutes telling me that you knew everything when, and that things you just learned were the fault of the Democrats. Like, also, weirdly, by telling me that you didn't know anything. Yeah, either. admitting it multiple times. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a weird fucking game. Who, like, it's a weird path that he's taking so between points. We We have covered a lot of assholes, a lot of grifters on this show. I usually understand who could fall for their grift, right? Ben Shapiro. All right, you're a young guy. You like strong men, you know? Right. You probably didn't have a good relationship with your father. I can picture that People guy. People who like Rogan and Musk probably yes. like Ben yes. Shapiro. They, they listen to the Mulan soundtrack every day going to work, the <laughs> BMN song. <laughs> but who the fuck listens to Mark Levin? You must be a very specific, like, all right, you're 65. Yeah, you're, you drink old duels, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Um, you're 65, you're up at like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> right? You're, you count Cheerios you're, you're possibly Jewish. <laughs> if you're not Jewish, you're like, you're not anti-Semitic, but your children don't talk to you because you're definitely an asshole. <laughs> right. Speaking of asshole, Mark is going to get like, Brandon, you've asked me before because you were the one who suggested Mark Levin to me. And you, I'm were regretting like, it now though because it like it takes forever to get through. It his does, shit. but you asked me like, do we get to angry Mark? Because that's your yeah. favorite Mark. That is, it, yes, it's a very uh, fucking bizarro <laughs> way of using. Imagine the guy we've just favorite. listened to that cadence, but really mad because he doesn't switch his cadence. He keeps it the exact same. This is. He talked about Joe Scarborough oh, earlier. Gonna weird. He's going to start airing because he's a Fox man through and through. They, oh, yeah. They pay, the, they pay the bills. They pay the check. So he's gonna, he really has a hard-on for MSNBC, CNN, and Joe Scarborough in particular. And he just starts, when he gets amped up, he just starts attacking his Joe perceived Scar- enemies. Joe Scarborough, who, by the way, People, is another fucking Republican who served in, in Florida Republican as only, a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, – it, it's so funny to me because he only gets really animated when he's talking about his uh, the the rivals for ratings. That's the only time he really gets pissed off. Well, that's what matters. There's a lot of disagreement on the Fox News channel among hosts, among guests. I see none on your pathetic excuse for a carbon footprint. None. From you two pukes to this guy Chris Hayes, what a bizarro. To Rachel Maddow. To Al Sharpton, to Joy Reid, one reprobate after another. Remember what the man wrote. <laughs> he was of the ideology of the left. What the? He wasn't. We've covered he this. Wasn't like he specifically made a point that he didn't like left or right. He that he thought, although while espousing a lot of views on the right and maybe some authoritarian left views, whatever. It's not the point. Like. The real argument here should be like, we should be talking about gun control. How did an 18-year-old who had threatened to shoot up a school have access to buying firearms? Right. Why is that allowed? Well, That should be the real conversation. Yeah. That sh- if you threaten to shoot up a school, I don't care if you're just going through some well, stuff or the, if you're whatever. The answer, you shouldn't have a gun. But the answer for that kind of sells out the whole game, right? Because the actual answer for why does somebody like this or why does somebody like – why do kids like the Columbine kids have access to something that they shouldn't have access to is it's a multi-pronged answer, right? It's lobbyist. It's the right wing. And it, well, it's the are, propaganda it, I mean, of the second amendment, quote unquote. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Those are the answers because like to the point that like we've seen any, multiple, any reasonable gun owner, there's, 
what are all three of us are gun owners, right? Like or I'm not, gun- but I've shot guns. Yeah, but like the any reasonable gun owner is not afraid of fucking regulations, like restrictions. Like no, because like, they're dude, reasonable. In, in all honesty, like, do I like my AR-15? Yeah. Do I have fun with it? Am I gonna bitch if it gets outlawed? Maybe a little, but I'm gonna get over it because right. I don't. I. Dude, the last time I pulled my AR-15 out of the box was like three years ago, and I shot like, I don't know, 150 rounds out of it mm-hmm. when I was at the family farm. We had some fun with it, but that's all it's for is just a target shoot. Well, and also- if- And like, I might hunt some coyotes with it, but the last time I went coyote hunting with it was five years ago. So, for the people who are worried about the government, like, that's why you need your guns, right? Like, because the government might- overstep its boundary. And like I'm telling you, I'm not afraid of the US Army because the US Army is all volunteer and well, they're and not like th- they are not going to come against us. Okay, but but And what? like you're going to get like that handful that might say yes to a stupid unlawful order, but then like the ones that disagree with the order We'll start that, fighting them. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not yeah. going to let them go. Yeah. No, I'll buy that 100%. Yeah. Like yeah. the election, the kind of people that yeah. there was too much of a machinery to and keep like, it going forward. Yeah. So here, like you had with, I forget what it was. I forget what that one Marine officer douche canoe uh, like said to stand up. Might and, be and, then he, and, then he lost, and then he lost his uh, commission mm-hmm. and he got like booted out of the Marines. Yeah. You, you guys remember this guy. Right. After the election. Yeah. Uh, that would be the one officer that would follow the rule. Right. Or not the, the rule, order. but follow the order. Right. Well, now, every other officer would Flynn? say no. And, N- no. no. The, and the, and no. so, like, he's the only officer that has any control over his unit that would say, like, yeah, go fight this. Right, right. No, the I, rest of all the officers that have st- stood pat and said, like, no, we're not going to support this, they're all like the same people that would have been like, no, you're not going to go shoot tanks at our own civilians. Right. No, I I agree with you. The one question that I would ask the right wing nuts, the reason that we can't get regulations, the reason that we can't get reasonable laws that like people like you or I wouldn't give a fuck about because we're not irresponsible gun owners. Like I can handle the fucking regulation because like what it's target practice, like you said. So let's take the people who who buy into the argument that people like Mark Levin and the right wing sell them that like, this is so that if the government ever oversteps the line, you have a way to fight back. Why would regulation stop that? Yeah. Like why would not being allowed to take a gun into a mall? Are you planning on the government overstepping that line while you're out at the store? Right. While I'm shopping at Abercrombie and Fitch. Get back to your house. You've got the guns. You still shoot (laughs) the same way. Can I make Not that I would ever shop at Abercrombie and Fitch, but it just sounded funny. Uh, But no, like I'm not like there's three guns that I carry about or that I care about. I, I want my one pistol for defense. I want, one shotgun that I can use for zombies. I want one shotgun that that's, I can use that's for both. Get me a gun <laughs> that I can use for multiple reasons. I can hunt ducks with it. I can hunt pheasants with it. I can hunt a lot of different various birds with it to include. You can turkey become and the whatnot. vice president and, and shoot then, your best friend in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do that. I can defend my home with a shotgun. But like outside of that, I like I want a hunting rifle, a hunting rifle, a shotgun. Which, you know, multi-purpose shotgun and a pistol. Yeah. Three guns. That's reasonable. Yeah. I will say as someone, like, I don't want to get too in the weeds. Do I have a lot more than that? Yeah. As someone who has mental problems and who is, like, 
flirted with like taking themselves into mental institutions to like when he knows he's not doing okay. If I went to buy a gun and they came back and they're like, "Hey, you're not allowed to own a gun because like, I mean, you you have really high highs and really low lows." I would personally be like, "Oh, that's awesome. You guys are keeping yeah, close enough. enough attention." Right. Like yeah. It's the same thing that if I told Brandon like, "I'm going to buy a gun." You'd be like, "Well, there's don't also buy a gun. there's also people don't buy a on the gun. opposite like, you don't side." Need it. Like of your same situation, they'd be on the opposite side of that. I know a few of them that they shouldn't they should definitely not own guns, but they have them. Right. And but we can't I don't know. we can't let people choose like, themselves because we've seen with too many mass shootings that yeah. there are too many young people who just went through the hell of high school right. who don't know what life is like. Can you imagine if you based your life's view on what you thought when you were eighteen? Like I pers- the year you graduated. Oh yeah, I'm 34. That that person is so foreign to me at this point. Yeah. And w- when it comes to like gun ownership, specifically different different types of guns, there should definitely be different levels of licensors. Like yeah. Uh, if there are different Andrew classes Yang, of a driver's license, Andrew Yang, there had, should be different levels yeah, of owning a Andrew gun. Andrew Yang had a really interesting take on gun laws for this country, and I'm not opposed to what he said at all. Like how. Like we already have different classes. Like, like you can't own an automatic weapon unless you have a certain class license. Right. I don't know. There's, there's like a sa- lot of there's know. a lot of things that I would change, and I think that licensure is a big importance. I think the problem is we'll never change those with people like Mark have, Levin making like, these kind of false like equivalency arguments. Yeah, I feel like you should definitely have to take classes in order to own. Guns, yeah. Now, in general, you... and then to own guns of certain types, definitely. Yeah, I think we all agree with that. I want you guys to guess how we're going to get back and on topic. Here I am getting labeled a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to guess how we're going to get back on topic. Mark Levin, although you know, really I'm a centrist. Mark Levin <laughs> is Aaron Grievances against Joe Scarborough, uh, all of CNN, MSNBC. He's going to bring up, um, the fact that. News networks are responsible for this. He's already hit that. But he's going to bring up Roe v. Wade. But how is he going to bring it up? What? How is he going to tie in the other hot topic, uh, bootlicking, following the train trend? Abortion? Or, well, No, uh, no, no. It's about abortion. But yeah. what is he mad about that the left did? The left allows that it's oh, happening. Oh, the leak? No, not the leak. Close. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. It's different. They're very concerned about privacy, but only nine people's privacy. This is amazing. For the last week, we've watched fools like this and a network of fools like that pushing protests against Supreme Court justices because they won't mandate throughout the country abortion on demand, including partial birth abortion. They're using rhetoric that could get somebody killed. What? Pot meat kill. Yeah, no shit. Like, also, how in the 30 minutes of this show that we've cherry-picked, like the, like the opening of his show, right? This is all in the opening of his show. He has, like, slowly wandered from topic to topic, but he's still all kind of... What you like, see is someone trying, regurgitating he's... what he reads. He see, He's on Fox, so he sees a lot of Fox talking points. He has a bunch of people around him who write his script for him. It's just so... And he sees memes. It's it's lazy and, like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous to try to to attach a story to every topic. 
Like he he is a, he's attached it to critical race theory. Uh, he's attached it to immigration. He's attached it to replacement theory and white uh, the supremacy. Death penalty in the New death York. penalty. Randy uh, relevance over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a great name. Is he gonna? Like, I can't believe, now that we're on abortion, we got to get the vaccines at some point, right? Like, <laughs> are, are we going to get there? <laughs> I will say, we it's an 11... Uh, Give him another 10 minutes, he might get there. 111 minute episode I cut this from, and we're only listening to about 30 minutes of it, Jeez. because he covers so... He speaks so slowly, but he covers so many topics. It's Did you listen to marvel. the whole episode? Did he get uh, the vaccines? No, I about you halfway through, stomach? I was like, oh, fuck this, I'm going to skip forward. There's a lot of commercials. The thing where he comes back from break and goes right to break, he does that like seven times. Yeah, that's a that's a thing it, that he does all the time. Mm-hmm. He thinks if he comes back and then just like trick. he he just pimps the next segment. That it counts. is a news trick. Yeah, because he's cutting into the commercial to so he's yeah. catching people who are two just and a, what, turning two and a half minute what? two and a half minutes mm. of commercial. Cut in, give him a teaser, go back to commercial. I will say, I almost thought about keeping it, but I didn't because every time he cut the commercial, it was the same fucking commercial. It was the same company he was pimping for. Yeah. So was I was like, like, I was going to keep it, but I kept hearing it. Like it. I'm hymns? like, no, was no. Was he pimping for him? No, not, he doesn't have a big enough dick for that. <laughs> we really have these incredibly irresponsible corporate media platforms. And so now it's Donald Trump's fault with replacement theory because Donald Trump wants to secure the border. So now if you want to have a sovereign country and secure the border with blacks, browns, whites, reds, yellows, everything in between (laughs) in our country, obviously you're promoting racism and hate. I literally said brown people earlier on the show, and it didn't feel as dirty as that, right? Like brown people, brown blacks. Yeah. Like, well, don't it, say he, blacks. He, he started. Yeah, he started with like, browns and blacks. Yeah. Like, dude, we know your intentions. So Trump's not racist. I just want to take you all back to, um, I don't know, recent history. I want to play this next clip real quick. Uh, Trump's not racist about immigration at all. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists, and some. I assume are good people. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Just, I mean, imagine replacing the word Mexicans three state, with... Uh, three inflammatory statements, but some are good people. Imagine uh, replacing Mexico with uh, Israel. That Israel is sending... They're sending uh, gangsters. They're sending rapists. I assume some are good people. If it was anti-Semitic, would Mark Levin finally care about it? Probably not. No, It finally would affect him. Because he probably wouldn't, though. He'd find a way to... Run. I don't think he has yeah. integrity at all. No, no, hell no. It's, no, it's a money game. Like, it, none of these guys believe any of the shit. No. Like, literally, like, I don't believe that, like, Tucker Carlson, I don't believe that, I believe that Marjorie Taylor Greene believes the shit. She is a person oh, who's yeah. just batshit crazy. But people, yeah. like, people who are making, like, millionaire money, Sean um, Hannity, Madison Cawthorn, yeah. he's too rich. Yeah. He knows the cons. Yeah. Mar- Mark's a straight-up cook. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, that's so funny you said that because he literally censored the word cuck earlier, yeah. and I think that's why, because yeah. he knows what that word is. I'm, I can't pretend, talk about myself. He didn't pretend <laughs> ignorance. He, he's fine with saying his ignorance. He knew that word. He's uncomfortable with it. Oh, man. All right, so that was fun. We went back to uh, Trump just, like, deflating this argument, especially keep in mind this man was a never-Trumper. He was a Ted Cruz man who was appalled that Trump would say those things about Ted Cruz and his wife. And the moment Trump won, he jumped on that bandwagon and has not looked back once. So, so did Raphael. Yeah, 100%. They're just cowards. They're con- They're 100% scam artists. Um, 
this clip is going to take you back. I want to play it for you, and I want to hear. I want to see if you guys hear the things I hear. Remember what he said earlier in his first clip, but the first time he feigned ignorance of like, does this, does this is it, does this happen or whatever? Like, I don't want to give it away, but listen to this and see if you get pissed off the way I do. This mass murder in Buffalo by this racist is sickening. It's disgusting. And the fact that New York doesn't have a death penalty infuriates me. Wait, what? He knows all of a sudden? Right. <laughs> Mr. Producer, you know, one of the things up. is when I decided where was I going to live when I joined the Reagan administration, I specifically picked Virginia because it had a death penalty. I think they got rid of it under the prior administration or did something to it. But I want a death penalty. Oh, Jesus. Like like two prior administrations ago? Like three actually prior administrations ago? He's really hitting all the points. Like that's a that's a purposeful play. That's thirty the, minutes later, it's like I don't even does, does New York I think, have a death I think, penalty? Well, they I think don't. Obama got rid of it. No, actually it was Bush, but sure. Yeah, yeah two thousand seven. Exactly. And Bush had nothing to do with it because it was a New York thing. And didn't it also wasn't it like a two thousand three thing that didn't fully get completed until two thousand seven? Probably. Or something so like was that? it a Rudy yeah. thing? Like was I'm it sure. a Rudy oh, thing? Uh, uh, nineteen eighty four was the last time they executed somebody, and then they had a uh, in two thousand seven they wait, finally Rudy, ab- abolished Rudy, it. Rudy was mayor, right? He was in ninety five. It was before, right before Rudy, because Rudy was like the the later half of Seinfeld. Yeah, but I think. but Rudy was mayor. He wasn't governor, right? Yeah, he's mayor. Okay, so he he didn't even have shit. No, to do he with didn't. It. No, not at all. Whoever the hell the New York governor was in 2007. Probably a Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably. I'm not going to look it up, Maybe. but it probably was. <laughs> all right. Um, this is our last clip. This is uh, – I, I did have to listen to most of the – like half of the episode for this because he gets off topic and he starts talking about every other topic in the world that he didn't cover right now, every other talking point. But then like an hour later, he, he comes back – to the topic of the Buffalo shooting, ostensibly, that's kind of what this is about. I gotcha. For this last clip, so this is this is an hour in the future of his show. Yeah, like, and he and this is the most one hour later. <laughs> you would almost think like in the opposite of a thesis. This is the climax. This is where he wraps it up. He says like <laughs> this is what it's all been about. He tells you like you know, it's like a fascist George Carlin. Yeah, like Carlin. Carlin tells one joke you remember, the whole time. You just forget that it's one joke. Do you remember at the ever, at the end of every South Park episode where Kyle's like, well, I guess this is what we learned in this episode. He does that. Exactly the same thing. What's the bottom line? Obama counted on minorities and women to win election and then re-election. And I remember, and I paraphrase, when Obama used to say, or one of them, maybe it was Biden, by 2044, the majority will be the minority, and the minorities will be the majority. And I kept saying, how many times have I said on this program, Mr. Producer, why are they obsessed with this? So many times, so many times, why are they obsessed with this? Because apparently it was they who were pushing something I didn't even know called replacement theory. It is they. The radicals, the Marxists on the left, like Latcrit, which indeed embraces it. So there you have it. By 2044, he made that comment mm-hmm. that uh, the white race is going to be replaced. Right. And he made it seem doom and gloom. Um, I 
was able, he didn't remember if it was Obama or Biden, but he gave a specific enough date that I was able to track it down. Brandon, do you want to read from yeah. uh, Reuters? From Reuters, uh, January twenty second, twenty twenty one. The article fact check Biden or is that you saying fact check or is that the article? That's the article. Oh, okay. So that just I mean, happened to me are. twice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure that happened to me twice. Uh, okay, article title fact check Biden's comments about doomed United States taken out of context. Um, from Reuters, social media users have been sharing a video clip uh, from a Zoom call where President Joe Biden seems to say that the United States is, quote, doomed because he uh, because the country will be, quote, minority white European by 2040. Um, Biden's words have been taken out of context in the call. President. I'm sorry. In the call, then President elect Biden held with civil rights leaders. The statistics, the statistic was mentioned as a reason why, quote, significant progress on. On why, quote, significant progress on racial equity is so important. Um, The post source, the posts source, a quotation to quote joe biden 2022 or i'm sorry 12 2020 leaked zoom call that reads quote this country is doomed it is doomed not just because of african americans but because by 2040 this country is going to be a minority white european is going to be minority white european european you hear me minority white european and blacks are going to have to start working more with Hispanics who make a who make a larger portion of the population than y'all do. End quote. A quotation close to the one used in the post starts at uh, one hour and fourteen minutes and thirty seven seconds. Seconds and listening to what Biden says before helps provide clarity on that statement. How fucked up does that sentence sound? It sounds pretty fucked up. Yeah. Well, also taking out of context, I'll take like it makes it sound like it's a real bad thing. Right. Yeah. And it's like, not. Dude, He's talking just, with civil rights leaders. Like, okay, They're let's, not plotting let's just, the overthrow of America. Let's just be fucking human about it. And firstly, that is based off of today's statistics and saying that today's statistics are going to continue and or skew in another direction. You can't predict that. Right. That's that's disingenuous to say that you can predict that. Yeah, it's also disingenuous to characterize this thing as like the white race is going like, to be re- I'm not, replaced. That's I'm, not what Biden was saying. Like, right. It it shouldn't be a bad thing either way. Like whatever direction the population skews. But one you can't predict it. And and two, it's not a bad thing if it does happen. Like let's just all be Americans and help <laughs> each other out. Jim, yeah. Jim's whole fucking thesis, especially on this episode, is like, can we just be nice? <laughs> Not yeah. like a dick. Fucking can we, Christ. Can, can we all yeah. just be nice? <laughs> yeah. So um, at the one Love hour. Love thy neighbor. <laughs> at the one Damn hour, it. 14, <laughs> uh, 14 minutes, 17 second mark. Jesus was way nicer than I was. <laughs> Biden can be heard saying, I've been around doing this for a long, long time. I don't always get it right. But I always take responsibility. When I get it wrong, I acknowledge I got it wrong. But my overarching objective is if we cannot make significant proce- progress on racial equality, this country is doomed. Wow, that context puts Very different. Yeah. At 1 hour, 14 minutes, and 38 uh, seconds, Biden goes on to use, the wor- to use words similar to those that appear in the post. Quote, it is doomed not just because of... Uh, because of African Americans, but because of by 2040, this co- this country is going to be minority white European. Hear me, minority white European, and you guys are going to have to start working with Hispanics who make up a larger portion of the population than y'all do. 
Biden then continues around the one hour and 15 minute mark. In terms of raw numbers, we're going to have to be uh, to be working with a whole group of people that are, in fact, are the, uh, the single most diverse de- democracy in American history and anywhere in the world. And we've got to figure out how to unify this country. And you've got to be the leaders of being able to do that. Not a joke. The exact purpose of what he is saying is very different. Yeah, 100%. It's the like, exact opposite. Be nice. Be nice. Because you're eventually going to get fucked on. <laughs> it is the exact opposite of what it's being presented as. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually remarkably close to what they told like, uh, Republicans in 2012 when they were doing the postmortem of why like they lost it, to Obama the second time. And they said, you guys need to court Hispanics. It, They're making up a larger and larger percentage. Right. And whites aren't having births at nearly the rate they used to. It's simple numbers. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 everything continues as is and and the majority minority does flip flop, am I wrong in saying that if we don't stop being dicks as white people, that it's only the norm to that then get oppressed? Like shit. Yeah. We're gonna get stop back a being little shitheads. That- we're going to get back the thing we've been doing to other races and other minorities if we don't act better. And we're going to kind of be justified. Like, it's it's human nature. If if you're treated badly so long that if and when you get power, you flip-flop it. Which it's human is, nature. So no, you would like, think we would prevent that by recognizing the behavior and stopping the abuse. So like, really, just, just don't be a dick. So really, what you're telling me is the GOP is uh, fucking sprint to the right, the fascist right, is yeah. pretty much solely based on yeah. white supremacy. And, yeah. and you know what's, you know what's like, even funnier? That's you know kind what's of even funnier about that? Is they're like, let's just make it law so that it's concrete, quote-unquote concrete, because we all know that that's bullshit. Because yeah. if, you, if you hold majority in the Supreme Court, they're just going to be like, nah, it's not constitutional. Well, and, and they'll throw it out the window. The law... The like, r- they, they hold this weird, like, delusions of grandeur that as long as they hold the court, that it's always going to be in their favor. Right. Like, whatever law they decide to make, it's always going to be gospel. Right. Like, no, if it flip-flops, like, yeah, it might take some time, but if flip-flops, you're going to feel some pain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because what, If you be, sit here and you inflict pain on others... Well, it's not sustainable that the court would be able to stay, will be able to stay 6-3 to three for the next 40 years, or whatever. That's not sustainable. At some point, a leftist that is actually at way, some point uh, our generation's going to make it there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and at some point a leftist who is actually way more left than any of the people who get that label slapped on them by the right is going to be like we're expanding the fucking court and yeah. we have both congresses they, they and thought we're doing RG, it. They <laughs> thought <laughs> RGB was Darth Vader. Oh right. man. Yeah. Wait R- till you see AOC. <laughs> <laughs> right. RGB was kind of a bitch though. Retire. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Oh, she's directly the reason we're in this mess. I yeah. won't argue with you. I mean, I guess she couldn't retire under Trump, and she was trying to she survive She would have had to him. retire during Obama. Obama, which she should have. Yeah. And I mean, this is why we need to talk about upper limits for uh, Age political for anyone. Yeah. yeah. 100%. That's a longer conversation for a different day. Yeah, definitely. This one's been long enough. Um, Mark Levin, the most long-winded fucker in the world. Yeah. Only because of pauses. He doesn't have a lot to say. No. No, but I guarantee but it takes you, a long guys, time. if you give him a gun, you know, who knows? Maybe he shoots someone in the head. Maybe he saves a bunch of lives. Maybe he'll miss who he's intending to shoot and shoot mm. the wrong person. Probably. This dude can't see anymore. How do you want to rate him? I don't know enough about him to rate him beyond what I've heard, but I, 
he's, I think he's been at it long enough that he's absolutely a fascist. Oh yeah, I he, think so. I, he, he's he the worst. Was, of the he worst. was a quote he's never not, unquote Trumper. You don't want to call him and, a traitor though. But also the amount of money he's making is so paltry. The fact Isn't that he's willing to sell traitor? out his country. Oh, fascist is above traitor, but he is the clip for traitor. Oh no, he's not. It's not traitor. Shit. It's a fraud, and he's not a fraud. He's a fucking... No, he's a fascist. Yeah, I'm he's fine a with fascist. That. Wait, why do you say he's a fascist? He's a fascist. Do you, do, you realize how, uh, do you realize how offensive that is? I think he's a fascist. Why? Because he is. Okay. All right. So, okay, we've got a, a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jim's facial expression. It never doesn't it. kill. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, right. you, can, you can see... You can visualize the backpedal. Yeah. Right. We really got to remix that into a song now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer because, like, we we keep – I don't think we'll ever get – I don't know. I'll be interested when we are able to not uh, put somebody in the fascist category. Um, Becoming harder be and harder minute. not to. It is. Yeah. It might be a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Um. All right. Well, with that, that's it. That's the end. That's it. That's all I got for you. So be. Uh, we will be back soon. Um. But before we go, um, Jim, could you please tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah. So the site, the main, our, us main, like our us podcast main. has a Facebook, and we can be found on Twitter at Real and American. Although I think. Social media presence is fleeting. I I think yeah. it is too. I think we're getting tired of that game. I'm I'm getting too fucking old. For Just this remember, shit. <laughs> remember us on the RSS feed. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jim. Uh, and uh, Frank, can you tell the listeners how they can support the show, please? Uh, you can follow us, like, subscribe, share, and or review. Episodes are available biweekly. By curious, <laughs> and of curiously, course, bonus content is available over Patreon.com forward slash UnAmerican. So go check that out. And as always, we appreciate any and all support. Yes, we do very much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Frank. Um, and thank you to the listeners. We will be back soon. But before we go, our dishonorable mentions for this week, there are two of them. Uh, any guesses real quick what two people I might put in the in the dishonorable mentions? Are they repeats? They're not repeats. Then I'm, I'm, are they politically related? No. No. Um, Amber Heard and Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Oh, All right. yeah. <laughs> like, that is a ridiculous fucking clown show. Both of them are turds. Don't pick a side. They Quit both suck. Taking no. up so much of my timeline. I know. It is, right? Like, Jesus. They're both horrible people. So just toss this case and let them fucking yeah. destroy each we, other. We feel the need to pick a side. This just is, don't. They yeah. both suck. Like that. You remember that car crash from Inception that took 30 fucking minutes sitting in a theater? <laughs> yeah, this like, like that, but like 30 month. days. <laughs> the fact that, like, the the main clip is like Johnny Johnny Depp saying a jar of what, and then it shows the clip from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I got a jar, yeah. nerd. I got a jar. Like that's a clown show. The, it's a straight up clown. The show. whole thing. The I'm like starting to believe the you know there's always nuts out there, right? Like that have theories. Like what if this is reality TV though? <laughs> like this yeah, isn't maybe even real. It, is. it fucking feels that way. Un American is a fever heart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. 
and be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content.